shit. record is so motherfucking gangster, man. I think it's time for me and you to just tone it down a bit. Come on. Imagine it never happened. Imagine no rapping. Imagine niggas trapped. Imagine and having action. Imagine how these niggas could be acting if we never got this shit cracking. Imagine life so hard, you can't imagine it's like living in the city of God, you feel me? Imagine life from the yard, or trying to get that dollar on some shitty ass job. Imagine Biggie with his son, imagine Pop getting called Pop by one. Imagine a mother struggling, dealing with a system that don't give a fuck about who shot her son. Man, this shit is so good, I, I can't, I don't even want to play like just 30 seconds of this. How can I just play 30 seconds? Well, let it rock. I'ma let it go to the hook. Imagine Russell still struggling. No def jam, just another nigga hustle. Oh my god. And ain't no rocks on them fellas, just rocks on them fellas, just trying to keep it bubbling. Imagine niggas just stuck from the east to the west coast, everybody fucked up. That's what it is though. I can't imagine no less, but it don't take imagination to know niggas been blessed with hip hop. Huh? All right, all right, y'all, ladies and hustlemen, dope boys and girls, welcome to Dope on the Table, episode 52. Uh, I am Jay O'Kane, and this week it's only me and Alex. Alex P, a.k.a. Le Pétillant. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I heard that so many times back in my childhood. What's I'm good, man? tired of hearing that shit. You tired? Hey, man. We all tired, man. What's up? Chilling, bro. Chilling. You in a good mood? I'm in a good mood, man. You had a good week? All things considered, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Had a good week. All things considered, man. Uh, you know. Uh, for everybody that's listening, uh, you know, first off, I want to say, you know, rest in power to the to the great Kobe Bryant. Not the late, the great Kobe Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, Gigi, his, uh, his daughter, and to the seven other uh, passengers, uh, the Altabellis, the Mowers, and also the pilot, I'm bad with with uh, with names, so um, it's not to disrespect his name, but rest in power to all those people. Uh, everyone across the world has been affected by his unfortunate, uh, tragic, you know, this unfortunate tragic event that happened uh, last Sunday. It's already been a week, man. It goes by fast, bro. Mm-hmm. Time you know? flies. Um, yeah, man. No pun intended, but but if we recorded. Oh my God, we recorded. Um, we recorded on the same day, you know. But you know, with the event that just happened, it was it was kind of hard to 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 get through that episode, and we decided not to release it because you know, it just didn't feel right. 
So, we're back this week. New energy. You know, new everything. A time to let it uh, digest. A time to digest the events. Exactly. Um, you know, it wasn't necessarily easy to, you know, talk about Kobe all week in terms of, you know, the NBA, as NBA fans, obviously, they were mourning his uh, his passing and along with Gigi and the seven other passengers. and Not just the NBA, though. Not just the NBA, right. So sports. Sports period. in general. And uh, it just goes to show you also the way they were talking about Kobe. Um, it just shows you how, you know, how appreciated he was in terms of the knowledge that he was passing down to the, to the next generation and um, his status amongst uh, his peers. Yep. You know, um, a lot of people respected him. A lot of people, he was mentoring a lot of different people. And not only in basketball, whether it's in football or even, you know, soccer, <coughs> soccer um, around the world. And, uh, and that was beautiful to see. You know, for me, um, Kobe was my obviously my favorite player growing up. I never really played basketball. I was more into soccer because of my dad. But I'm a fan of basketball regardless. And I remember, you know, watching him... Um, beat the Orlando Magic in 2000, uh, was it 9? 2009. And then the Celtics in 2010. Um, you know, favorite player. Um, I think he was the closest thing to MJ. If anything, I think he was even better offensively because of the three ball. You know, he had it all, whether it's uh, going to the basket, posting up, shooting the three. Um, An argument could be made, but, you know, that's not the... No, no, but that's not even the point. You know, it's just to say he remixed uh, Michael, his idol, and maybe freaked it in a way that was maybe, you know, better. And his work ethic, um, the Mamba, the Mamba mentality, yep. everything that he embodies, and even after retirement, you know, or in retirement, after uh, his, career, his basketball career, his playing days, just uh, taking care of his family, being a family man, um, you know, just it's it was sad man obviously like it, it was hard but you know mourning us someone from the culture someone um whom a lot of people uh revered in a sense you know and it's more so the fact that you didn't necessarily expect that along with his daughter um i think really i hard. think that's what uh that's what fucked up a lot of people it was tragic i think that's more it's just so the, it's just the overall tragedy of it all like you know right because when I first got the news, like I was, I was just scrolling like randomly on my timeline, and then it just pops up. I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, you called me. I didn't believe you at first. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. It's just random. And I'm like, well, "Where is this coming from?" And I saw yeah. like it was baller alert. And I was like, "Baller alert? There ain't no way." But then it was according to TMZ, and I was like, "Whoa, shit!" Yeah, TMZ. I wasn't too sure, but you know, TMZ isn't wrong on a lot of shit, unfortunately. Mm. So then I saw they were the only outlet that had the news and then it started popping up like right. after like maybe 15 minutes on multiple outlets and it was like oh shit Kobe really died in a fucking and helicopter that, that's never how you want to learn how you know people t through it's, you don't want to learn that through TMZ you yeah. know like so it's to me it's not necessarily the source I look for or I go to to confirm some news you never want to hear that shit period but of course to hear not, from but TMZ I mean, is like a whoa. They were the first to report it, so that's kind of like, you know, and even the officer who um, made a statement that day or I think the, in the following day said that, you know, they didn't want to put out more information for as long as they didn't uh, have the, you know. All the details. All the details because you don't you never want to learn through the media or through um, Well, TMZ. they hadn't even talked to 
Kobe's family. Right. Or so they say. Which is crazy. But uh, it's good to see, you know, like, he's revered. Uh, not revered, but he's just uh, a little bit like Nipsey, right? Like, not, not that many people had a lot of bad things to say about him. Um, it, and that's refreshing. That's good to see, especially. He lived a full life. And, uh, like, honestly, it's not... I don't feel like, you know, obviously, it's a tragic event, but I don't think, like, it's a really sad for Kobe because he lived a full life. Obviously, you wanted to see him, you know, uh, venture into his the second chapter of his life, the second part of his life. The uh, you know he had he had he did he did so much in such a short amount of time after in retirement. Whether it's the the Oscar, whether it's uh, you know the investing. he did a lot, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna say he led a full life though, because he dedicated more than half his life to basketball. Yes, but from that led to a lot of different things. Like <laughs> yeah, but he get, was just beginning. Though. He was just be like, that was the right the second act of his career of of his life, right? Yeah. So, but he still let like I feel like you know he maximized he maximized his lifetime for me. Like that's that's how I see it because you look at his legacy, what people have to say about him, the, the twenty year the twenty year playing career, and then afterwards, you know, he was start he was just getting started. You never want to see things like that happen, but he maximized his life. I feel like. For me, from the outside looking in, right? I, because I, I'm, I'm not obviously, I don't know Kobe like that. But for me, it's it's unfortunate. It's more so, you know, the kids like Gigi who was only 13, or yeah. I think like she and her that teammates hurts. that hurts, right? And yeah. the, and the other people, you never want to see people die like that, but or pass away rather. I don't, I don't like I don't like saying dying. That's too harsh of a term. But yeah. uh, passing away like that, you never want to see that. But for Kobe, you know, he left. Listen, you know. The estate, the worth of the estate, what legacy that we're gonna carry on, the the Mamba mentality, um, you know, like you know it, you 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 raised a a very good point when you said uh, about Nipsey, because mm. uh, I feel someone like Kobe, even in retirement, like the way that they talk about basketball, for example, and the way that they place Kobe, like when you hear a lot of the outlets, it's almost like they bypass him. Well, before. Maybe not now, but that's also that speaks to the hypocrisy of media too. But I feel like yeah, the conversation was never the conversation amongst the all-time greats. Yeah, yeah, no, he was not in the conversation. Like people were not even putting him there, or they were like bypassing his impact. Yeah, but his impact to me, I always saw Kobe as like probably one of the more, if not the most impactful player. He was definitely for me the most skilled player ever. I'm not even going off of skill. I'm just going off of impact. Because yeah. if I'm going off, I remember. I remember from like being a kid, seeing him come out of high school, and like, cause I had a I had one of my cousins lived uh, upstairs from us. Shout out to Ted. He used to uh, live on uh, on top of us in the apartment, and he was like the biggest Laker fan, mm -hmm. and he was a big fan of Kobe. And through him, kind of like that extended to me, mm -hmm. like just seeing like Kobe, like his moves, cause I was a Jordan guy. And you never want to compare, similar. and they were similar, but they were similar. but there was like. Subtle things where you're like, oh no, this is different from Jordan. Like some of the dunks, some of the flair was like, oh no, this is this is different, mm -hmm. right? So from a kid, you know, you see him, you grow up with him basically. Mm -hmm. Like he was, you know, 17 years old. You see him, you know, dating Brandy. Like he did a whole lot in front of us. Like dating he grew Brandy. up. No, it's true. Like he he grew up in front of us. Kobe grew with us. He did. He did. So I think that's why a lot of people felt like a connection to Kobe. Of Even course. if, let's say, you weren't, like, a Kobe fan. There was still a connection there. There's still a connection because you saw him. Yeah. 
You saw him for a part of your life. Kobe has been a major part of your life for like 20 years. Yeah, whether you liked him or hated him, he was he was there. He was part of, you know, your... You, you got res- to respect him. Definitely. And like for me, for me, he's an icon. He's a legend. Like there's things like I always pull, I always pull little things from people. To me, to me, like it speaks to like what people look for in like their heroes. Like for me, Kobe's a hero. Like, uh, what do you mean by that? When I say like he's a hero, like when I look at, for example, my inspirations in life, they always ex- exemplified something that, for example, I lacked. Mm-hmm. So what he shows, you would want to, you would want to apply that to you. Mm-hmm. So f- when I say my heroes and inspirations didn't quit, that's mm-hmm. Kobe, that's Jordan, that's define Kobe. quitting. That, what do you well, mean by quitting? When I say quit, is they, they didn't, they didn't let up, they mm-hmm. didn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like, the work ethic didn't stop. Well, yeah. He didn't make any excuses, definitely. He didn't make any excuses. Right. Like, Kobe wasn't the most athletic player. He was athletic. He was athletic. In the stages of his career. He was. But in comparison to maybe Jordan, no. Just off pure, pure physical talent, no. Okay. He's not as athletic as, for example, a LeBron. No. Well, who is? (laughs) That's what I'm saying. (laughs) To be fair. To be fair. Athletically speaking, just normal athleticism. Right, right. He came in the game scrawny, Mm -hmm. like, you know. Skinny. Skinny. Like, he wasn't the most uh, athletically uh, talented or gifted player. No. But he conditioned himself, and he was like, yo, I'm going to be the best fucking dude out here. You're going to have to go through me at some point. Well, it speaks to the mentality that I'm talking about. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He always embodied that. The work ethic. Because he's, he built himself up from the three-yard balls in that playoff game in, in, against Utah. Not only that. Not only that. But he built himself from, I guess maybe because I consume so much like Kobe content. Like, even as a kid, being an outsider. Yeah, growing up in Italy. Like, you're a young black kid growing up in Italy mm-hmm. in a country where you, ha- you don't even speak the language. Mm. And, like, you have to navigate He that. learned that. He learned that. Mm-hmm. He, he pulled from that, and he was like, I'm going to kill everyone in my sights because you're in isolation. So your form of combating that isolation is taking it out on the court on ba- in basketball or in life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Comes back to the U.S., highly touted uh, basketball player, gets drafted in L.A. of all places. Yep. You know, the, the most glamour franchise you could possibly uh, be drafted by. Shout out to Jerry West because he pulled the trigger on that move. Um, traded Vladi Divac, at which at the time was a budding, you know, quote unquote superstar uh, or star at least. No, he, he was an unknown, unknown, unknown commodity, right? So you know, but making that move for a seventeen-year-old, it was it was a bold move at the time. But, but they Jerry were, West they, saw they, they were about to get Shaq too. Okay, well, yeah, that that you know, because that um, freed up the money for Shaq. Yeah. Right, but the fact that you still pulled the trigger on Vladi to get. Uh, Kobe is still, you know, it's That's taking a, a risk. Yeah, it's yeah, taking a chance on a, a 17 year old. Yeah. He, he saw something in Kobe early on at 17 that maybe other teams didn't see. Right. So that speaks, that speaks volumes to the, the mentality that he had an, at an early stage in his life. You could tell he was different from the, from jump because the confidence it took, you know, yeah. like he was willing to work on his craft where uh, at times when people wouldn't necessarily think about working on their craft. At, he used to get up at three forty-five in the morning. It speaks to his work ethic, yeah. and that and that it shows also that you might have the talent, but if you don't work, if you don't put in the work and dedicate yourself to your craft, then that's you know you might not accomplish the things that you might that you could potentially accomplish. That's how I know Kobe is a psycho. Kobe Kobe functioned on four hours of sleep. 
Listen, Kobe is a different. Kobe's just different. He was different. No, Kobe no, no. was different, listen, man. Listen, in terms of work ethic, this whole week this unmatched. Whole, this whole week, looking at like highlights, like the first couple of days, I was like, damn, like it was. That shit was tough to watch. Mm-hmm. But like now, whenever I see highlights, I'm like, damn, my nigga Kobe, man. Yeah. Like it's it's not that it gets me sad. It's more so like, damn, like he really did that. No, he was serious. He was serious. Not only on the court, but like even like the later content when you would see like other podcasts, like just because for a long time he was viewed as like this selfish egomaniac, you know, egocentric. Well, to you told me it was. You told me something about that that was kind of interesting about um, his personality. Yeah, like a lot of people viewed him as a well like because hard to young, play with because and, young young he, again you're coming in young at seventeen years old you're coming into a league where it's a bunch of men mm-hmm. and like. These men, they're trying to chill. Like, that's that's documented. They said it before. Like, yo, who is this little kid? You know, you're treating him like he's like some sort of superstar for us. But yo, we got Shaq. We're a bunch of veteran guys. We're 25, 26, 27, 28 years old. Like, we're trying to chill. Like, even Robert Ory said, like, yo, like, we can't even like drink beer no more because this kid's around. Mm-hmm. Like, we had to change our whole dynamic because of because of this kid, mm-hmm. right? And then, you know, he's so in his like. I want to be the best basketball player. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, well, you know, he doesn't pass the ball. You know, the running joke is Kobe didn't pass. You know, mm-hmm. everyone knows that. But, like, that was more so to his approach. It's like, yo, I'm I'm going to win and everything is going to go, like, it's going to go, I'm going to be in control of my destiny, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving it in the hands of anybody else. Mm-hmm. Whether you want to call that selfish or egocentric, whatever. But in to him, it was... If I'm captain of the ship, if we're going to sink, we're going to sink with me at the helm. Well, that's not what you said yesterday. I think we had a conversation yesterday. It was um, something along the lines of he had uh, a, work, a work ethic, obviously, and he wanted people to match that work ethic. Hence why that they too. had a, that too. That's uh, what I was, I was a about disconnect to with Shaq. That's what I was about to get to. Like, his his work ethic is, is borderline unmatched. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say... you. Not many people have that work ethic, right? So for him, it was a certain energy that comes with having that type of work ethic, that confidence. So people took that as like, oh, he's cocky. Oh, he's like, he has a certain, you know, certain mannerism, something like, oh, well, you know. But it's more so like, yo, I see what you're doing. You can't talk to me because I'm up in the gym Mm -hmm. at fucking 3 a.m. while you're out partying and getting drunk. Mm. So while y'all sluggish in in the practice, I'm out here. I'm he's busting. Been out here. I'm he's busting been out ass. There, as a matter of fact. Everyone says, "Yo, before the game, he's full sweat, practicing moves. No, no dead, no dead move, no lazy moves. He's in there. Like mm-hmm. that type of drive, like, is gonna rub people the wrong way. And that's why it rubbed, it rubbed Kobe the wrong way because he didn't see people putting in the work that he was putting in. And that's early, that's what early, early in his him. career. Early well, in his well career. I mean, early. I mean, in the first what? 10 years remember uh, the situation with Smush and Mim he had nobody to play with right and that led to him you know lashing out sometimes in practices and yeah. stuff like that but just that just goes to show you that you know like when you ex- when you're expected to perform at a high standard when you have high standards for yourself yep. you require that from other people around you yep. but when people are not willing to match that work ethic to match that that kind of drive right that's where it could lead to you. You view that person as a as someone who's selfish, as someone who's hard to play with, or even to be around. Yep. But that's just it. Just speaks to the level of of um, what it speaks to the to to 
basically the 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 what's it called the expectation that that person had for not only themselves but for people around them. But that's in life too, though. And that's what I'm saying. That's so, for example, if you expect a lot out of you, yourself, naturally, when you're when you're gonna want to surround yourself with people, you want them, th- those people to be a reflection of the same drive. Right. And if and if they don't view th- things the same way you do, it's gonna lead to certain frustrations. Especially when you have to rely on those people, because whether it's basketball, it's a, it's a team sport. Yep. Right, so you have you need those people to to kind of match your drive or match your work ethic mm-hmm. because we have a common goal. And if we can't, we I I can't succeed alone. Yep. And everybody has to be on the same on the same page for us to get to where we want to go. Yep. And same goes in life. If if you you surround yourself with people who don't have the same views as you, which is fine. Like you could you could not necessarily the same views, but just the same drive. Yeah. To be great at whatever it is that you undertake. Right. Mm-hmm. Then sometimes there could there, there could be frustrations. There could be tension in certain areas where you know it's like yo, like we don't view things the same way. Why am I even? Why do I even have you around me? You yep. feel me? And uh, so that's it. And that's what the Mamba mentality is. It's like okay, whatever you do, approach it in a way where you want to perfect your craft to be the the uh, to just be the best that you could be within your specific field. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what uh, mostly. Everyone will remember Kobe for. Yeah, exactly. Like his, again, his evolution from a 17-year-old kid to a 41-year-old man who came into the league young, arrogant, cocky, you know, might be seen as selfish. Even he will probably, he will attest to, 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 to his uh, selfish ambitions. I think he did at some point. Well, and that's the thing. The, the awareness of Kobe. Because at first, I don't think you saw that really. But then he grows up, and you see like all this this openness, you know, the 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 confidence to speak on things and mm-hmm. just be like, he just seems so at peace. Mm-hmm. No, because listen, when he seemed he, at peace, and that's that's another thing that I got from Kobe as well. It's um, when you give it everything you have, and live with no regrets, there will be no regrets. Yep. you you could be completely at peace, and that's that applies to any sphere in life. Yeah, if you dedicate yourself to that one thing and you still fail. You could live with the results knowing that you applied yourself and that you actually tried. Yep. But if you never try 100% to the, to the best of your capabilities, how could you live with the results knowing that you didn't give, you didn't give it everything you had? Yeah. Right? So, you know, just to, you know, just to say at the end of the day, apply yourself, man. Just give it everything you have and anything you do. If you're going to do it, do it well. Do it to the best of your capabilities. Put, your, put 100% effort and you could live with whatever results you put in. Right, whatever results that come out of that, because in, in the end, that just goes back to um, the same. A lot of people say it. That's one of the, my man, mantras in life. It's if you, the journey is truly the reward, and yeah. that's why in the end, the results won't matter because you learn so much throughout the journey, throughout the process. And that's what Kobe said. I remember him saying at some point, if you fall in love with the process, it doesn't be like you. You will be able to to live with whatever results that come out of that. And you will be able to dedicate yourself time and time again, doing the things that you don't necessarily want to be doing at times. Like Kobe didn't necessarily want to get up at 3.45, 4 a.m. in the morning to go practice. But because you're dedicated to that, to, to your craft, because you care about the journey, because you're invested within that journey, mm-hmm. you will do whatever it takes. Yep. And you could live with whatever results. Kobe didn't win most of the, for the majority of his career. When you think about it, in a 20-year career, winning five times technically... Obviously, in NBA terms, it's it's he's a winner. 
because you know nobody wins every year. Yeah. But you could live with the results regardless if of the outcome the if you put in the work. Kobe is the epitome of proper pre- preparation, perfect performance. Of course. For him, it was like, yo, I prepare for this. Like, I prepare. Yep. While y'all y'all are surprised by this shit, this is something I worked on. No, no, no. He knew. I worked on. Yeah. And like, you know. There are no surprises when you're prepared. Exactly. Right. And so you can drown out like the the anxiety of like, oh shit, what am I going to do in this, in this situation? Right. You know. So. And on the flip side of that, um, you know. I think maybe for some reason I saw on social media this week that you know a lot of people were not a lot of people but certain outlets whether it's Time Times Magazine Journal de Montréal they made it a personal I don't know why exactly they made it a personal vendetta maybe to bring up the rape charges back in 2003 or 04 03 03 or 04 which to me especially when you consider the uh, tragedy the, there was the, a day after a day after. That's what made it disgusting. Oh, it's very important not to forget that, you know, Kobe... Um, was a rapist. Right. It's like, what kind of narrative are you trying to paint on a man? Like, clearly you could see that a lot of people have a lot of positive things to say about him. And you, what paint? What picture are you trying to paint? You know, it's like... Bad it's journalism. It, and I don't want to say, I don't want to pull up the race card or anything, but it's like, it's like, it's almost like some people can't accept the fact that someone was so, so ex- generally accepted and 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 loved yep. by certain people so you have to, you need to you need to feel you need the the you, you feel, feel the, the need, need sorry to to bring up something like come on man that's sad like what kind of person what does that say about you if that's what you i mean we know that these media outlets have no integrity man. it doesn't i'm not surprised no. i'm not surprised that's why i wasn't even like i wasn't surprised i was expecting it and, and that's to, not even to diminish whatever happened because I don't know what happened in the end. But you know, but this is not a St- uh, Harvey Weinstein type of situation. It's a one-time thing, and there are inconsistencies within that story. And the case was dismissed, right? So, and you know, the charges were dropped. So it's not even something where he was acquitted, meaning he was guilty. It's it's none of that, right? It's like it was simply someone who tried to take advantage of a situation, potentially, right? And it's not to diminish. Rape charges in any type or of way rape, or rape or rape. Uh, that's victims. not that's not that's not the point. It's to say, listen, it's like the Kevin Hart situation or even Nipsey. I'm pretty sure some people brought up his the, his gang past and yeah. you know like his uh, you know just to say like you can as a black man or as a man period you can outgrow your past. Of course, you can you can decide to become a better individual, which is what Kobe exhibited throughout from the charges moving forward. Yep. Right, like. You never heard peep. You never heard jack shit from anybody after that. In terms of whether it's cheating, there were cheating allegations, but in a relationship, that's only natural, especially a long term relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, she stayed, obviously, so that means they loved each other. They had all the other children after the fact. You could see him as a as a. He was proud to be a pa- a dad, a parent. Yeah, Co- coaching his fucking daughter's games and stuff all like girls. that. Come on, man. All girls. Come on, man. But what you want to focus on is fucking rape charges back in 03 that were dismissed, right? So <laughs> trying to paint him as like, oh well, right. you know, everyone's celebrating a rapist. Right. Exactly. Come on, man. That's 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 not the narrative you're trying to paint. Not especially not on our on our heroes. You know, like man, listen. Everyone gets to be. <laughs> I say that all the time, and it's crazy, but everyone gets to be a criminal, but a black man. No, that's true. It's and that's crazy because it shows you like 
you damn you damn near need to be perfect as a black person. Yeah. For you not to bring up a like a a murky past or something from my past that that could that could potentially paint me as some kind of some kind of fucking crazy ass motherfucker. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's like as a black man, you're not allowed to make a mistake. Nope. Or even as a black person, you're not allowed to 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 do anything wrong throughout your life or else, right? <laughs> we come from crazy ass circumstances when you really think about it. With no real guidance. Right. Because, you know, whether it's we could talk about so many different things. There's so many ways this conversation could go, but Kobe had a situation back in 03. Obviously, that was... If you look at the details, there was a lot of inconsistencies. We're not going to focus but on But we don't that. need to focus We're on that. We're not going to focus on that. But he became something way much bigger than that. Yeah. And for you to want to bring that back up after the, his passing, but the way he passed also, you want us to focus on the, that one specific event speaks a lot about what type of person you are as an individual. So, but for I'm all not, the people, for all the people who who put out these these who gave energy to that, yeah, right. I, and also, say, I saw people reposting. I was like, "Why are you reposting saying. this shit? Like, y'all are <laughs> weird." A lot of people. I'll give you an example. I saw one person posted post that shit on Facebook, but he didn't even say "Rip Kobe." He didn't say none of that, but mm. he posted it just to create kind of like a reaction and just. And a lot of people. And that's that's my issue also on social media, like race conversations. Like a lot of people just want to. You know, like create conversations. It's not the time to do race baiting. Come, come <laughs> on, man. Uh, it's That's not, not it's even not necessary. The, it's not the time to race bait. It's not the time to fucking uh, rape bait, victim bait, whatever bait you're trying to do. Click bait, whatever. This isn't the time. And everyone was engaging in the same type of fuck shit. And I was like, yo, y'all are. The more and more, like this whole week to me, like the first couple of days, I was like, man, everyone's weird. <laughs> everyone's just acting super weird. Like I'm not. To me, I'm 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 in a mode where I'm like, you know, it's grief. Everyone grieves different, and I think that's also a very good uh, a very good uh, topic to bring up, like grief. Because I saw like people, so I'm like, oh, but why are you? Why is everyone so hung up on like Kobe? Like, you know, other people die. It's like, yo, again, you go by who you who you identify with. Mm-hmm. Of course, the more identifiable face is Kobe. No, man. I mean, you grew up on the on you, the guy. You know, that's, like it's, it's, that's just natural. A, yeah, right. Like he's a, yes. he's a, he's someone you look up to as yes. a, as a young individual growing up in this world. Sometimes you look around, you look in whether it's on on social media, on in the media. Period. You look at people who look like you, and you aspire to be these people. Yeah, a lot of people aspire to be Kobe. Whether it's these basketball players that are playing right now in the NBA, or even people who are not playing, such as myself. Just, just people in life. Period. That's what I'm saying. He's a model. And right. athletes, unfortunately, with great responsibility comes, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. And these people are elevated. They have, they become, they, like, they become basically these, these uh, public I'm, figures. That's what I'm saying. They're superheroes. That's what I'm saying. It's public figures become leaders. They become models, role models, yes. whether they like it or not. Yeah. That role is bestowed upon them. Yeah. Whether because they want it or because, not. Because the eye is on you. The eyes are on exactly. you. Exactly. And a lot of people aspire to be you. So a lot of people aspire to be like Kobe growing up. Yeah. Hell. You know what I mean? So that's not something that you can diminish because he represents something to your life. Yeah. Right? So that's why a lot of people are mourning. A lot of people are grieving Kobe's passing is no, because he course. represented a lot within their lives. Of course. Now, for people to want to diminish that because he didn't represent anything to you, 
let us be in peace. And I, and I find myself doing that as well for other public figures who pass away that don't necessarily represent anything for me. Yeah. Right? But in the end, let people grieve. Let people mourn the way they want to mourn. And eventually, we'll move on. Yeah. That's how life is. Right? Yeah. But just give us that one moment. I learned a long time ago, death reveals the true nature of people. Yes. Death reveals the true nature of people. Not just like, death. Not just death. No, but in death, that's where you... Alcohol would do that too. No, no, no. Alcohol Emotions too. will do that too. No, no. But I mean, well, the emotions stem from something. Yeah. In the first place. So when something traumatic like death happens, mm -hmm. that's where you really get to see like, oh, okay, oh, so you a weirdo weirdo. <laughs> like, oh shit. Oh, you a, like, you a fuck nigga fuck nigga. Like, you a different breed. Like, I've seen that. Like, I've dealt with like situations where, you know, someone close to me passed... And like you start looking at people different, like oh shit, like you was you, oh so this is this is who you are, you know like that's how people, it is, man. And like you know, I just saw like a whole lot of comments and like well not a whole lot, just few couple, few few instances. But besides the whole point, Kobe was celebrated for the whole week. The only thing that made me sad was it took this for him to, to be celebrated. It took him passing for him to be celebrated the way that he is. Mm. That's my only thing. Because again, maybe point. maybe because for some people, they, I guess maybe for basketball fans, it's different because there's a certain competitive nature to it. So it's like, okay, well, you know, if you're a fan of a certain team and you played against Kobe, you, you're not, you know, fuck Kobe. I can understand that. But at the end of the day, there's a certain respect that's there, right? So, but then to be like, oh, well, yo, it's almost like I almost forgot about Kobe. You're not supposed to forget. I, I know for me, it wasn't, that. That's not. that's not something that like, was ever going to happen. Like, I don't, I don't own many books. I haven't bought many books. I have a Kobe book. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Just I'm, not, <laughs> yeah. I'm not the greatest, I'm not the greatest basketball player, but I went to the park and like worked on post moves. Like that came from Kobe. <laughs> like I did that. Mm -hmm. So like for me, it's like, to like, even in like watching him grow and him grooming like the next generation and his daughters and his uplifting of women and like, even something as simple as saying like, yo, women could play in the, in the NBA. Like that's, that's empowering. It is. No, 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 no. Listen, listen. So there's a lasting legacy here. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, we're not going to stand too long on like the, the Kobe topic because. Although we have. No, it, it, it's good though because. Rightfully so. He, he de that's what he deserves. He deserves the praise. He deserves, uh, you know, that we talk about his life because he was a, uh, an extraordinary figure and will continue to be. And I know for me, I'm not, you know, that's not something that's ever going to leave. Like, you know. Oh, no, never. That's never going to leave never. with me. So, you know. So, you know, rest in power, Kobe Bryant. Rest in power, Gigi. And all the, the seven others, uh, the, sever, the seven passengers that, you know, obviously, unfortunately passed and I, away. And that pilot, too. Right. Everybody. So, so, um, wait, so before, so, you know, just want to make sure. Hey. And then when tip-off came, the... Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, I think this whole episode, you know, I'm just going to randomly just put out the, the Kobe chance. Okay. <laughs> I'm just going to pull out the Kobe uh, chance, man, because, come on, man. Kobe was that guy, man. You want to talk about uh, the doc? Uh, you want to tie that? Well, I'm not going to tie it up to the doc, but I guess in like, because we're talking a lot of, I guess it's Black History Month, so I guess we got to... Can we kill Black History Month? Kill? Can we kill Black History Month? Well, I mean, 
you know, black history is every every day. You're do not you black f- once a, once a, once a year. Did like, we did we address that before? I think we have. Well, black history. We've been we've been, we've been running for a year now. No, so. no, no. But I mean, like as far as Black History Month. Uh, probably. Black history is every day. We've we've said that before for sure. Yeah, for sure. But like you know, I'm not black one one you know once a month. You know, You're black. not once a month. Once a one month out of a year. Like I'm I'm black every day. Y'all remind me that shit every day. Come on, man. <laughs> so that's for sure. You know, so you know, that's for sure. And I'm proud to be black, and I wouldn't want to be anything else. The struggle that comes with it, I I love it. I enjoy it, and it's that's a, something that would that I would, that a, I would it's celebrate. It's a gift and a curse. That's what I said yesterday. It's, it's a uh, gift and a curse. It's crazy man, when you really think but, about. But expand it. on that. Why is it a gift and a curse? Um, it's a gift and a curse because of the traumatic experiences that come with being black and growing up in an environment where. Um, you're not necessarily like they will make a point to make you feel like you're different. Obviously, being black, like there are so many beautiful things that come with that. Whether it's the culture, the food, um, the, the energy, the spirit, right? The, the history that comes with with it is it's a beautiful history. Whether as painful as it is, it's beautiful because it shows resiliency, it shows drive, it shows determination. It shows that we're some great motherfuckers, man. Damn, and and everything that we <laughs> everything that we've accomplished. Based off the, but based uh, from that struggle, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a be- it's beautiful, honestly. And but the curse is also the trauma that comes with you know living in this in a society that doesn't necessarily accept you for who you are, and will also tr- always try to to marginalize who you are. Is the, you is it box. important to focus on the, the 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 other side not accepting you? It's you know what that's a good question. I don't think you 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 don't focus on it, but it's you have to be mindful of it because you don't want to necessarily make it your reality. Because as you think, so you shall become, and that is something that is you have to be very careful. Careful because you have to be aware of the differences. You have to be aware of the trauma, but not necessarily use that as an ex, as an excuse. I think that's for all trauma, though. In general, but yeah. I mean, I'm, when I'm speak about trauma, I mean you know. So don't use that. As an excuse, when I say that, it means, okay, when you find yourself in an environment where, yes, there are maybe racial undertones that people might be using, mm-hmm. but not necessarily jump to the conclusion that that's what it is. Mm. Just be mindful, right? Okay. So, you know, like I'm evolving within, obviously, a sphere that is mostly white. So obviously, I'm aware of the glass ceiling. I'm aware of, okay, I need to, 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 to kind of tame who I am. Mm. Or, you know, not necessarily tame, but just not be myself fully because I understand that, you know, eyes are on me. More is expected out of me naturally because I'm a black man, right? So when I say more is expected, I mean, I don't, again, I said it before. Because of the the sphere you operate in, it's different for you to be yourself. Exactly. So, you know, I kind of have to, I kind of have to know how to navigate within that. Okay. Right? So that's why sometimes it's like, I don't want to use the race card right away, so that's why that's why I always try to analyze every single detail of of a situation before I make a um, before I make a like a whether it's a decision or make a comment, you know. So it's just about being aware, but not use that as an excuse every single time. Okay. Because then it's like uh, the 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 boy the boy who cried wolf. If you use that every time, at some point people never believe you. Exactly. But white people never believe you anyway. <laughs> Listen, it's I'll not tell about you crying something. wolf. Because I want to tie it into the doc. 
Because the doc, it speaks to, and not only black people, it's immigrants within. But wait, 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 because you're saying the doc. What doc? Oh, sorry. Um, it's called uh, Briser le Code by uh, Fabrice Ville. Uh, I think good he's, doc. Uh, it's a great doc, honestly, because it, it paints a, a good perspective of what immigrants in Quebec, Montreal go through. And the traumatic experiences that they might that we might not necessarily view as tra trauma, right? Because sometimes you take things for granted. You don't even realize the type of trauma that you go through. Even myself, mm -hmm. um, just looking at the doc, I found myself reminiscing of on certain things I went through as a young kid. Yeah, and you you come to realize that yo, these were really traumatic experiences because I grew up around people that weren't necessarily like me. I went to an all white um, public school in primary in elementary school. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot of us, a lot of us. A lot of us did, right? So <clears throat> I was in the East End of Montreal, so obviously it's not the, the cream of the crop. <laughs> that, 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 no, but to be let's, fair. Let's not put that narrative No, but that. I mean, in the East End, it's, it, especially in that area, Shlaga Maisonneuve back in the days wasn't necessarily, it, it's not, it's, it wasn't what it is Okay, now. in that case, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so obviously it's not necessarily, so you're going to hear comments. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember, you know, um, I had a situation back in, in elementary school where, Throughout a whole recess, the white kids made joke about jokes about black people, mm -hmm. and I, and I was just there. Yeah. Just so you know, witnessing these things, or whether it's um, and you borderline it, had to take it. I had to take. I had to laugh. I had to laugh. Oh, that's because, crazy. Because the thing is, because one thing I, I related to the doc because a lot of people were like, okay, they 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 speak the same language, mm -hmm. so they're immigrants, but they still have the Quebecer lingo, so. Yeah. in the dark, okay? So what does that say? That says, okay, I'm going to suppress who I am as an, as an individual to make you accept me for, who, for, for, for whatever reason. Yeah. So I'm going to suppress who I am as an individual to make you comfortable so that you accept me. Mm -hmm. So th just, just that. And even when I try my best for you to accept me and make you comfortable, you still find a way to point out a, dif a difference. Yeah. Whether it's my name, whether it's my accent, whether it's the way I dress, what I eat. Yep. Right? So now, growing up, again, I go back to that. I remember I had a situation with my ex. She, you know, sometimes when I speak about, you know, black issues and I bring up white people sometimes, I, I look frustrated. Mm -hmm. And she, she never, because she was Asian, she never really understood where that, why I, I spoke with such, you know, Viol not violence, but I would say more like I was I was aggressive at times, and she was like, "Yo, it seems like you really hate white people." Mm. But that's not me hating white people. That's just me voicing your frustrations. My about frustration, but also the, it through. speaks to the exactly it speaks to the trauma that I went through. Yeah, as a as a young child, because I went through the same thing. I remember back in primary school, elementary school, I used to uh, I used to speak Joal as well, just to be accepted. But it's only when I got to uh, to uh, high school, mm -hmm. and I met uh, I went to an all white school again. But it was there was a lot of immigrants though, and it's only when I met other people that 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 looked like me, that I doubled down on that. I was like, you know what? Why am I gonna put myself in a box to appease these white folks when they're not even making an effort to appease me? Yeah, right. Yeah. So I, I I I just started hanging out with more black people, immigrants. As well, so that kind of made me. When you say immigrants, you mean like uh, Arab, Hispanics, Arabs, Arabs, Hispanic, Arabs, okay. Asians, and that made me realize that yo, I can be myself and evolve in that sphere without being ashamed of who I am. Yeah, right. 
And, and, and I think that's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Because that's when I realized, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to make an effort and try to make you feel comfortable. And you know what's even funnier? I linked up with all these dudes, these black dudes back in uh, high school, Greeks, uh, you know, all bunch, all kinds of people. But we were still a minority. Mm-hmm. But the whole school or almost all of my grade spoke our lingo. Yeah. And that just and that made me realize that as a black as a as a as a as a as a diversity you have a lot of power. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily just by being yourself people will gravitate towards that energy uh, naturally. A lot of shit a lot of shit well I say that all the time and I guess I get I get shit for it like yo like um when I say like black people we're like the epicenter of what's cool. I've been saying that that that's been my my message for a long time, right? And as a kid like I went pretty much same same thing I went to all all white uh catholic me too yeah like li- listen to the combo all white catholic you know sisters yeah so like I couldn't nuns nuns so I couldn't bring like comic books that had any inkling of violence or anything that was like you know I brought a spider-man comic book they ripped it in front of me really yeah why because it's violence Okay. Because it's violence. I remember my cousin, he had uh, he gave me a gift. He used to draw. He used to draw like a comic book shit. Mm-hmm. And he drew like a Goro for Mortal Kombat. Okay. Right? And it was drawn like professional shit. And I brought it to school and I was me. I was trying. I would, I would, I would draw a lot as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. And like I would draw shit and like try to make it look the same. And they just took it and ripped it in front of me. Mm-hmm. But that only happened to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that only happened to me because I was mostly like one of the only black kids. Right? So me... I guess I, I stood out like a sore thumb. Even my light skinness, I still stood out like a like a sore thumb to, to the rest of the, mm-hmm. of the crowd, right? But like, even as a kid, you know, they would say little slick shit, little you know, the black jokes, but right. that that didn't fly with me because I didn't, as a kid, I didn't identify with them. Mm-hmm. I didn't. Me when I came to the crib, if there was any inkling of like joie in my tone, hey, they would stop that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't we don't talk like that over here? Like, you're gonna speak proper. Proper, proper French, French yeah. or pr- just proper ling- lingo, period. Mm-hmm. They would stop that in its tracks. Like, that's, we're not doing that here. Mm-hmm. And the, the, what I consumed as a kid was black. I didn't watch white television. Like, me and my heroes as a kid is Will Smith. You know, I was watching a whole lot of uh, American TV. Mm-hmm. It was Family Matters. I was big into hip-hop. So for me, all I saw was black as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was proud of that. So I never once saw a reason to feel like one of them. So when they saw when when I looked at the doc and I'm looking at all this and I'm like shit I'm like no that's something that although I don't identify with I know that a lot of people felt like they had to do that. Mm-hmm. They had to like switch the accent. They had because they feel like well yo I'm not going to get anywhere being me. Yep. But and my that just ma- goes to show you like because they've they've gone through traumatic experiences as well. They call it uh, microaggressions, I think. Yeah, something like that. The um, microaggressions in French, yeah, yeah. and um, they really go like these are things that sh- literally shift your your who you are, the essence of who you are, to try and kind of blend in. Basically, it's like take it's like taking a whipping. It's almost like doing something wrong. And you get a whipping for it. Mm-hmm. it. In your brain, it sets off something in your brain like I'm not gonna repeat it because I'm gonna get a whipping. Mm. It's the same. It's the same concept. It's like the black girl who said uh, that she applied to. Uh, she went to apply for a job, and they told her she wasn't gonna get the job because she had braids. Exactly. <laughs> you know, come like come on, man. So it just goes to show you, like, and 
you know, you don't want to, you never want to have a race conversation and say, okay, always point out the issues, but it just goes to show you, like, within that sphere, at some point, you just, you become fed up. And then, but then white people are going to tell you, oh, the racism doesn't exist or they don't see it or but a you lot know of what? stuff like that. But, but you know, not to cut you off, but there's one thing, though. Looking at the doc, right? And by the way, it's a great doc. Everyone should see the doc. Yeah. But in looking at the doc, I felt like this wasn't for me. What do you mean? When I say it's not for me, because um, I feel like the intended audience is not me. When I say it's not me, because I, although it's a it's a black man that's behind it, he's the cause of it, mm-hmm. the cause behind it. I know, I understand, I relate to, mm-hmm. but he's not necessarily talking to me. No, he's talking to people who adhere to the quote unquote code to the code, right. but also it's it, it's to be shown to the other side, like yo, this is what y'all doing to us. This is what I think you, that was his purpose as well. Uh, also, right. So. In having these discussions, that's why these discussions, I feel like we have them all the time, but some of these discussions, I'm past that discussion. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not talking to white people to be like, yo, you have to accept me. Like, no, you ha- like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. That's for them to do their homework. At some point, you have to take a cu- accountability for what you do to others. And that's, and again. And a lot, co- a lot don't, they really don't. But you know why? And we've, I've said that multiple times on this system, podcast. The system is made for them to win anyway. So but not that's not the happen. point. It's because a lot of them don't necessarily grow up around people that don't look like them. So but how could you empathize not, with someone or with something that you've never gone through? Of course. It's like uh, the, 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 in the doc, there was this, uh, they were four. There was two, like uh, obviously Fabrice. There was this other black girl. Mm-hmm. There was, um, and these two, uh, the, the, I think it was Pierrot or something like that. Like the, the white dude and the, the white girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, I've never had these conversations before. I don't know I feel, what to say. I don't know what to say, but I feel comfortable because you guys are bringing it up and I know you guys. Right? So, so if you're a white person and you never grow up in these environments... You're never exposed to anything else. You're never going to understand when a black person says, yo, this is racist. It's like being... I don't like, expect them to neither. You don't, you don't expect them, but... Right, because they, they don't know better. Not to disrespect them, but they don't. Like, if, if all you do, you grew up around white people your whole life, and you never really experienced anything that a black person goes through, how could you relate to that experience? How could you understand when that person points out certain things that you do that you don't even realize because you take them for granted as a white person? Because you are, quote unquote, the ma- like you are the masses, like you are the, the norm in this society, right? So like all we're asking at time, like at this point, it's crazy that in 2020, all we're asking for still and yet again is equality. Think about that. We just want the same opportunities that you are not giving us. Because as soon as you see someone who doesn't look like you, you marginalize them. You're like, you know what? No. It's like I've heard stories of fucking, um, you know, black people or, uh, you know, immigrants applying to somewhere and the person just takes the CV when they leave and, or the, 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 the resume when they leave and they throw it in the trash. Yeah. These are common things that, you know, they do. Right. No, and it, and, it, and again, it's not us complaining. It's us. It's us pointing no, out the just reality. It's just a fact. Right. If you want to believe that in 2020, racism doesn't exist in Quebec, there it's not as they're not as in your face with it, but it's very it's subtle. It's not even about Quebec. It's just across the world. Across the world, it still exists, bro. It's like you want us to be there, but you you don't want us to be there. Type of thing. Man, listen, man. <laughs> I'm. That's why I feel like these conversations to me are. I mean, at some point, I'm not even looking for your validation. I've gone no, past. I've gone past the validation. Right. 
Like, we're talking about it, yes, but I've gone past the valid. I'm not looking for your validation. I'm not looking for a conversation with you. I'm not, like, I'm about, like, making sure my people are good. Whoever thinks like me, like, whoever identifies with me or, you know, if we all identify with the same thing, then we good. That's 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 the main objective to me. Like, there's a whole lot of other shit that, that's going on in the world right now. Like, that's I don't way need... way more important. <laughs> like, no, no, for sure, for sure. Like, it's... it's but again, the the purpose of the doc was, no, 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 for was sure. it was speaking not only to you know Caucasians, yeah. but it was also speaking to people who want to make Caucasians comfortable. Yeah, you know uh, the immigrants that that speak their lingo, that yeah. that switch up their accents whenever they're around white people. Because I'm not gonna lie to you, I judge those people. Who I judge those who have like the heavy, the heavy joie accent. Don't do that. Don't do that. No, the doc should should. No, no, no. Know. But listen. Okay, not but, to. Not, I don't want to. You know, don't, but try not to. No, no, no. I, I'm saying like that was something that in I used to judge. Initially, yeah. Initially, I judged. I, I was know. Like, I, do, why, I did the same why, thing. Why, why are you talking? Right. But again, it goes by, you know, your experience and right. how you deal with that experience. Right. You adjust to your experience. Exactly. So for some people, it's like, well, I'm tired of you know not being able to, you know, get further in my path. So mm-hmm. I'm going to dilute who I am just to get to where I, where I, where where I want to get go. to. Yeah. You know, and that's the decision you make. That's the decision you make. Mm-hmm. But you know, but again, it's a acknowledge that trauma. That's something to acknowledge because I was like that before. But it's only once I got don't act like that's the thing. You see, that's that's exactly the thing. Because for some people, they adjust, they move up, and then it's like, oh well, I'm up here. The rest of y'all, like I don't identify with what y'all talking about right here. Mm -hmm. Like I got where I I got where where I need to be. Like. I don't know what y'all talking about. I was like, mm-hmm. no, no, no. You faced the same shit we did, though. No, no, exactly. You faced the same shit. Just because you switched up your accent doesn't mean that you're not us. Like, you're just like us, bro. Yeah. But again, it's, you got to be very careful. It's, it, you know, just have a conversation and understand nah, but, what, the, where the, what the person went through. Because sometimes it's the background. Like, if you're a black, uh, someone who's black who got adopted and you grew up around white, around white folks. No, no, I'm not going to hold that you know? against you. I'll, right. I'll never hold. I'll never hold people's upbringing against them at all you shouldn't even do that because you don't you never you never know what people are born into like you know mm-hmm. some people are born in fucked up situations right you can't help that fucked up situations <laughs> i get your point yeah, yeah i mean for example some people were born in war some people lost their yeah, parents yeah, yeah, okay, young okay, like that that's sense. what i mean yeah, like yeah, yeah. you lost your parents young you got moved around like someone someone went through some shit mm-hmm. you know at the end of the day so it's all about like you know just talk talk to the next man Talk to the next man. Talk, talk to, talk to the person that's right next to you, man, and you'll, you'll, you'll get a lot further along with the, you know, just period. That's that's how I feel. So what's the name of the doc? Briser le code. Briser le code. Well, good yeah, doc. Fabrice Ville. It's um, what is it? Uh, LDS? No LDS. No, it's not uh, LDS. What am I saying? Um, Télé Québec, I think. I think it's Télé Québec. Yeah, you're right. It's Télé Québec. Some, something like that. Um, but hey, that being said, Happy Black History Month, regardless, right? Um, are we celebrating that shit, bro? Are we celebrating it? Shoot, I'll celebrate it. I'll take it. You'll t- <laughs> Don't bother me. You'll for the take next it. Month. Yeah, I'll take it. You'll <laughs> take it for a you month. Take whatever you get, man. Coming off of Kobe dying, man, I feel like I need to celebrate my heroes more, man. Mm. For real. Yeah. So you could give me my flowers while I'm here. <laughs> Listen. Hey, man. Take advantage of that, man. You don't know when I might leave, bro. Relax. <laughs> relax. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Relax. I'm joking. Damn, I totally forgot uh, 
because we were talking about like the, some of the negative press and people like using Kobe's name. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Umar Johnson shit? Oh, I saw that. I saw that. The Hotep King, man. I'm not even going to talk. Hotep I'm King. not talking about Umar Johnson. Matter of fact, fuck Umar Johnson. I'm not talking about him. But he's an ex- um, he's um, very, an extremist. He he's a dangerous individual. No, you can't say that. He's dangerous because some of the things he says are valid. No, some some of the shit, but so you got to you got to know. But he deals in misinformation too. Uh, he deals in misinformation. Too. Listen, a lot of it. Let's say we put the Kobe situation aside. A lot of things that he says are we're not, not fam. We're not about to get to conspiracy theories about Kobe. No, no, I'm not talking about Kobe. I'm talking about the other shit that he talks oh, about no, no, within no. the for, black community. For sure, right, no, right. There's things that he says. Yes, very valid. He, he brings valid points. But you know, when you're bringing a valid point, you got to deal in information and don't misinform. But a lot people. of people don't agree with what he says. Because, Forget the Kobe thing. Because he deals in misinformation too. How? And he's lied about shit too. Before? Yeah. I mean, yeah, but a lot of things he says are very valid as well. But a lot of people don't want to see the truth. A lot of people don't don't agree with with the type of trauma that we deal with because you're not even aware of the trauma that you're going through. Is he really talking about the trauma or? No, mm. yes, the black experience is uh, is uh, it's there, it, there's layers to the black experience. Of course, whether of course. you're uh, and, and a lot of people who don't agree or or adhere to what he says will question what he says. Yeah. For example, if you have a black dude who's going out with someone who isn't black, he will definitely feel you will definitely feel some type of way about what Doctor Umar Johnson has to say. Of course, you know what I mean because you don't adhere to okay, like but you know, love is love. A lot of people say that love is love, right? And which is fair, but sometimes you got to be aware of, okay, love is love or love is only applicable when she fits the standard. That Are you one of those? What? Love is love. Uh, I am. I am. Because there's a lot of people. <laughs> I am. A lot of people. Shout, shout. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna say a lot of people. That would be a lie. But people, people are are, are thinking that you know you you adhere to the love is love. You're like an all lives matter representative a oh, little bit. All lives. That's funny. Um, or all all love matters. All love matters. I mean, when you really, if you boil it down to its core, right? When you really break it down and you look at the essence of every human being, we are all human beings. Okay. We all bleed the same. The experience as a human being is different. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that you have to be aware within that is that because I, I spoke to a, a, a therapist about that, but she was white, so I don't know how much credence I want to give to what she said. But she said when you are dating outside your race, if it doesn't affect your kin, and when she um, that's not I think that's the word she used. If you're if it's not compromising how your your family's going to view you then or how like your interactions if it's not a li- life or death situation mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter so meaning that's there very, are that's, people that's very dismissive what what she means by that is for example you look at um people from Rwanda okay okay so there are two tribes in yes. Rwanda okay so a lot there's still kind of you know one, if you're part of one kinship, there you can't necessarily date anybody from the other kinship because mm-hmm. there there's a you know tension within those. So in that they sense, were at war, yes, right. So within that, that's a, a case of okay, like your family might disown you if ever you go. You know, I'm I'm being, but maybe like it's an extreme example, but just to give you an idea. But that's not outside the race, though. And, and, and that's my point. It just goes to show you that even if you still 
like you could like let's say black are black people really gonna disown you because you're going out with a white girl or an, an Arab girl or a Latina uh, not no. Latina but a Hispanic no no that's you see what you're I've so, disown I've never really heard a black person disown that's what I'm saying so it's not a life or death situation so the the reason why black people have that conversation amongst themselves about you know what, let's say black dudes dating outside their race or even black girls dating outside their race is because there is a lack of self-love within our community yeah because that comes from where it comes from obviously slavery and colorism and there's so many different layers that you know so and that's why when they see you with with someone who doesn't look like you then they're gonna say okay well clearly it stems from it comes from somewhere instead Mm -hmm. of just assuming that yo he just loves that maybe it's circumstantial yeah yeah but also a part of me is like okay so there's that part. I, I I see that part, right? We're all human beings, but there's also the part where it's like, okay, but I'm a black man, and you know, there is a struggle within that because it's like, every, I often find myself having these conversations with, let's say, girls that are not black, where it's like, you try to explain your experience, but they never really get it. Because do you never... see yourself long term with a black woman? With a black woman? Yes. Are you serious? You're not talking to me. You're talking to fucking hundreds of people, bro. Are you serious? <laughs> that's a serious question? Yes. That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> what do you mean that's funny? It's a funny question. It's a funny question. Of course I do. Of course I do. But so, Hey, for some, pe- for some people, I'd be like, well, I don't know if I should talk to him because I don't know how he feels about black women. That could be a thing. Some people think that? Yes. Some people might think that? Yes. Or some people think it? Both. That's weird. <laughs> that's funny. Because... And by the way, y'all are weird if you're taking what you hear on this podcast as like us in real life. Have a conversation that's, with us. That's what, yo, like <laughs> have you, a conversation you with you us. You need in real to know life. me. Like what you hear on the podcast is only it's a microcosm of who I am as an as an individual. But it's also entertainment, and I have to you know. But but deep down, like like if just have a conversation with me, you'll know. Like if you know me, you know. Like um, you know, you know. You'll know. I don't need to really vouch for, you know, black love or none of that. Like, it's, in the end, it's more so like, okay, like, I am who I am, and uh, I love all types of people. Obviously, I love black women, and that also, it means I love black women, you know? Like, so that's... I I hate that, you know, we're at the point where you almost have to, like... You have to say, or you have to justify... You have to justify your your, your love for your own. That's crazy. That's just the dumbest shit. Yeah, but that's that's that new age shit. What can I say? I mean, listen... I'm going to take the Daniel Kuluwa route, man. I'm not talking about race no more. (laughs) No, but I'm aware. Like, I'm aware. These are conversations that you need to have, because I think... You know why? I think a lot of... If black women, they they see a lot of black dudes with white girls, and they just assume. As soon as you're dark-skinned, like, it comes... It's a stigma that we have. It's like, okay, he probably... He probably likes white girls, you know? Because a lot of black dudes in Montreal date outside their race, which is, and I'm not even judging that. I don't. I could care. I could give a fuck who you go out with. But at the end of the day, what do you expect? But I, we but, only make up for like 13 percent of the population. But listen, well, well, 13 actually less than that. <laughs> you know what school I'm from? I could give a fuck who you date, whether you're black. I don't give a fuck if you're black, white. Don't, don't matter. Don't bash. My my thing is this. Let's say black dudes who go Respect out with white girls, culture. That's it. For me, it's like if you're gonna go out with a white chick, that's fine. But don't diss black women because respect culture. That's what I'm saying. Like I could give a vice fuck. versa. By and vice versa. Whether it's women who date white dudes and they're like, oh, black men are this, this, and that. Don't do that. Don't dismiss us like that. Don't just because you've gone through a bad experience with one black dude that 
it makes us all bad dudes as black men. Like, don't do that. Don't dismiss us like that. Men and women are the same. Both. Like, I don't care. And but don't and I don't want to be a fetish also. So white women who sp who speak about black men a certain way, like keep that to yourself. Like if it's a fetish, be aware of your own fetish. Mm. If you only want to date us when it's convenient to you, then it's a fetish. Like don't even entertain us. Then just stay on your own and leave us the fuck alone. Get my point? So I'm not a all lives matter or all black lives matter. I, obviously, I'm, a, I'm part of the black lives matter. Like I care about black lives and I will forever put black interest before anything else. But at the same, because I, I do have a pro-black part to me. But at the same time, it's like date whoever the fuck you want to date. Just don't diss anybody else in the, me, in, in the process of doing so. Yeah. That's my thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, uh, what, what, what were we going to transition into? What well, what happened last week? The Grammys. The, yeah, because we're like two weeks behind on a lot of shit. So uh, sorry about that, people. Um, the Grammys happened last week. Yeah, did you uh, watch? I did not watch. Me neither. I only watched like highlights. The highlights. I saw the, the 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 Nipsey tribute. That well, that's the main thing I wanted to watch. The Nipsey tribute. He won two Grammys. Shout out to Nipsey. Mm -hmm. uh, the marathon continues. Uh, uh, I saw. Wait. Well, Tyler the Creator won. Was that best rap album? Best rap album. Um, Which Lizzo Lizzo won a bunch of awards. Uh, Billie Eilish won a bunch of awards. Pretty much whoever I thought would win won. <laughs> and like, did you expect uh, Tyler to win? Best rap album. Who else was in the category? Doesn't matter. It was. Uh, did you listen to the album? Of course I did. Was it a rap album? No, it wasn't. It was not. And but, he mentioned it. But he's black. There you go. And he's rapped before. But that's not the point. It's not a rap album. No, but, but okay, but that's the thing. Because when you're pigeonholed as something, okay, Tyler the Creator at the end of the day, well, okay, not at the end of the day. What he's known for is rapping. That's what he's known for. Mm -hmm. So whether he puts out an album that that probably has like a total of maybe three rap verses on it, <laughs> to them is going to be like, well, a rapper put out an album that doesn't sound like a rap album, but he's still a rapper. Because again, you have to go by who is who is judging it. I don't even think he considers himself as a rapper. No, he'll consider himself an, an artist. Hey, there you go. So, but because initially, again, when you present yourself, pre presentation is everything. So when you first present yourself, if you're a rapper, you're gonna be a rapper for the rest of your life. That's just how they view it. No, no, no. The Grammy board. That's how they're always gonna view it, bro. No, no, no. When you're a black person and you put yourself in one category, then they're gonna view you as such. Yeah, because that never happens to anybody else. What do you mean? No one, you never saw a fucking, uh, you never saw I don't know ACDC try rap. Well, this there well, uh, put out a put out a, a song that that looked like it was a rap song. No, no. Okay, okay. They stick to their lane. Us, not all, mostly. Okay, you never I saw. I don't, I don't consume enough. I don't even know. I don't even. For example, there's been a ton of like rock and rap mashups. Yes. Okay. Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park. Yeah. Uh, Limp Biscuit. Mm -hmm. Fucking, you know, a bunch. Even the old, like, I guess, the late 90s, early 2000, I'll say late 90s punk rock movement, whatever you want to say, like the offspring, all this other shit. Listen, I'm a music plus baby, so all that shit, man. Offspring, that's funny. I forgot about that. <laughs> I remember all that shit. No, I remember all that shit, bro. Funny. So all that shit, like, you know, they have rap elements in it. Mm -hmm. Like, even like Blink-182, they would have like these little instances, little moments where it would, they would rap, but it's not rap. Mm-hmm. They'll never, they'll never ever put them in a rap category because to them, okay, well, they're the majority, so it's pop, so it's rock. So what? Only what, we get stigmatized with rap. So Tyler wanted Tyler the album. 
Igor was more of an alternative type of album. I call it alternative. Definitely, but in what category would you would you put him? There's a pop category? Well, whatever. Whatever category, whatever. If you want to put him in album of the year, put him in that. <sighs> okay. Put who, him was, in that. who won that, by the way? Who won album of the year? I think, I think it was Lizzo. Oh, Lord. Was it Lizzo or Billie, Billie, Billie Eilish? Okay. I don't want to... Uh, I'll tell you that in a second. Keep talking. I think it was, I think it was uh, Lizzo. But, I mean, at some point, it's like... And that's why I say, like, the validation part. You know, the validation part, like, okay, it's coming from people who are disconnected from us. So, does it really matter? Yeah, Billie Eilish one. Billie Eilish one. So, to who... Like, I don't who need... Who is that? Uh... I don't even know what she sings. Uh, white girl. Okay, I know that, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I mean, that, thank that. you. I didn't ask for her physical features. I said, "Who did you know a song?" A white girl. Okay, thank <laughs> you. I get it. I mean, it's over. No, it's I mean, okay. What you want I don't want to know. I've never listened to Billie Eilish. I don't know one song from from Shorty. I, listen, I don't, and that's not to be disrespectful because a lot of people tell me that she makes good music. But she makes good music, apparently. But I don't know. All I have to say is. That's relative, but whatever. Again, all that to say is the Grammy board and like everything that's going on with the Grammys over the years, we know that they're exceptionally uh, disconnected and like out of the loop when it comes to music and black music. And even the term urban, like Tyler said, like Yeah, but what did Tyler say? We didn't say that. We didn't we didn't mention what he said. The speech? Yeah. Well he was basically saying that, you know, it was a back it Although he's he's appreciative of being recognized as an artist. It was like a backhanded compliment. Yes, yeah. because you put me in the rap category when I didn't put out a rap album. And it's all facts. It is, but you did so, have a point about, you know, once you come out as something then you're labeled as that one thing. Yeah, but at the end of the day that's not that's not that's not you don't want you don't want that to be tied to you for the rest of your career. If that's not what you put out. If you I swear to you tomorrow Someone else does the same thing. They're not getting put in the rap category. They're not. That only applies to black folks. No, because if you look at, uh, what's his name? The white dude that sings with uh, always tired under, under his eyes. What's Post Malone? Post Malone, yeah. Post Malone, Post Malone, guess what? Well, they put him in a rap category, but he's not really a rapper. Yeah, but they identified him as a rapper. There you go. Because he, well, makes, because he makes black music. The, well... N- well, not really. He makes something that resembles black music. At first, initially, when you first... Exactly. Initially. Exactly. But, but after that, he was never rapping on records. It doesn't matter. So that, But that's what I'm saying. But they put him in that category, but he's not a rapper. So that doesn't just apply to people like Tyler. It also applies to... It's a, however you decide to label yourself out the gate is what they're going to label you as for the rest of your career. Well, even then, I'm not really sure if... if I mean, for now. That's what only, I'm saying. Because even be at, the bill, at, the bill, at, at the Billboard Awards, listen, for example, I think I think I think Post Malone won Best Rap Album too. There you or go. He was nominated. And people were mad because he doesn't make rap. But then again, like that's why I'm saying you always have to be mindful of when you want to play the race card because sometimes you have a flip side and it's like yeah, but they're going to use that against but, you. But that's that's one instance compared it, to fifteen. Well, you can't use one. Ex- the exception isn't the rule. Of course, but I remember. I remember at some point, uh, Chris Brown and um, this other dude was were nominated in the same category, and they were labeled as an alternative. Chris Brown. Chris Brown was labeled as alternative, that's and crazy. he won that category. That's crazy. So, but he is. Cri- huh? Chris. So you're gonna say Chris Brown is strictly R and B? He is R and B, bro. 
No. Alternative? Yeah. I would say. Alternative. There are, well, it's not. <laughs> nah, bro. Yes. Because <laughs> he, had techno, he had a lot of techno records. That year, in that X album? Are you serious? Okay, okay. Well, you know what? That was un- that wasn't oh. just a strictly R and B album. No, it wasn't. You're okay, right. thank You're you. Right. <laughs> Sorry. You For mean once, the one that was the one that um the X. One that, what was that the was that the one with uh yeah 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 that one? Uh, <laughs> Say yeah, whatever it was. No, 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 no. That was it before. Yeah, three times. Was that it? No, that was before. What was on X? I'll tell you right now. Uh, X. Add me in. Add me in is not a. What's add me in? Again? Add me in. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll play it for you. Okay. Yo, come on now. That's R and B? No. No past record though. But that's like they call that alternative. Did it did he win for that? I don't think so. Damn. What else was on that album? New Flame, Loyal, Drown in It, Time for Love, Lady in the Glass Dress, Do Better. Don't be gone too long, Lo- body shots. Loyal? You said loyal, and you said... Uh, New, flame. New Flame. Right. You oh. don't remember these songs? Yes, I'm just going... Okay. Songs on 12 Play, Lost in Your Love, Fine China, Don't Think They Know Me. Don't Think They Know, sorry. Okay. Was uh, the song with Kendrick on that too? Yes. Autumn Leaves. Autumn Leaves was on it? Yeah. Chris Brown, GOAT. One of the GOATs, man. Yep. He needs his own recognition. His own recognition? He needs he needs recognition. Why? He does. No, I don't feel like he does. He gets enough. What do you mean? I feel like people are gonna recognize Chris Brown when he dies. When he what? Leaves. Yeah. No, people love him right now. I'm sorry. No, I, I I truly feel like he's not recognized as like the top guy. Well, give him his flowers right now. Sh- he does, he's not recognized as the top I guy. I, I don't I don't feel who is who is then. I don't feel like that actually that actually exists now for some reason. What do you mean? I don't feel like that exists now. No, he's top dog. People know. Come on, man. Stop. Was he nominated? This year, no. Because it came out too late? No. It came out in the summer. Probably August-ish. Was he he in the R&B category, maybe? I don't know. No, he wasn't. He wasn't? No. That's crazy. Maybe next year. That's crazy. I'm not sure. Because if you look at R&B, it was um, Daniel Caesar. Yeah, but there were so many songs. Like, there were too many songs. I think the problem with Chris Brown... It don't matter. It shouldn't maybe, matter. Maybe he didn't even submit it. Yeah, either. they put it ur- urban contemporary album. Exactly. That's so disrespectful. But that's but Lizzo won that. But that's the black category though. But see, best R and B, Anderson Pack won. Urban contemporary. See that? I, I don't even know. See, who's see? I don't even know. Oh, Saturn was nominated. That's what's up. Saturn. Yeah. Now, you don't know her. Okay. It's cool. It's okay. But. Um, <laughs> No, she. He. I think it probably for next year though. I mean, listen, I don't really care for the Grammys. Uh, I mean, you don't really care. I really don't care for the Grammys. Like I stopped caring for the Grammys like a long time ago. I just watch for like certain moments, maybe a couple performances, and like if I see, like if I see a couple names, or like oh well, you know he's nominated, I might I might like root for them to win. But mm-hmm. besides that, I don't really care for the Grammys because it's not really representative of what people are actually listening to. There's a lot of uh, backdoor lobbying. There's a lot of you know a lot of that, and also the history of the Grammys as it pertains to black music is not a favorable one. So I don't really care. They never really cared for for rap, hip hop, or no, nothing that has to do with black. So, which I, is what did he said? Which is what he said. Yep. And um, you know he was saying like, oh, we're giving y'all a year to 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 fix that and to change that. But why? I mean, you know, why why does it matter? I guess for someone of the, well, it's the 
quote unquote highest highest uh the highest measure of like recognition i guess you want you want you when you're mm, an artist yeah continue when you're an artist you want that recognition oh. that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that you need it mm-hmm. but for some people Isn't the way that, that he what I was saying it, last time yes but okay. i still feel like he's wrong in saying that he's wrong <laughs> yeah cuz you don't need recognition from the fucking grammys you no, don't for example for example you diddy doesn't need fucking like when i think of you know some of my favorites most of them have not won grammys snoop doesn't have grammys Nas doesn't have Grammys. So the only album I would say Snoop deserves a, a, a um, um, what's it called, an award for is Doggy Style. He's had multiple songs. Songs, to, but good body of work. Whether it's a body of work or maybe Doggy just Style a song. Doggy Style is potentially okay. Oh, songs. Yeah, okay. I see what you mean. Like, okay. Whole He's f- never won one? I don't even think so, no. God damn. Like, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. I get it. Tupac doesn't have Grammys. Biggie doesn't have Grammys. Nope. Or maybe just one, I think. But like I don't think Nas won either. Nas doesn't have any. So to me it's like, okay, well. But again, it goes back to the conversation that we were having earlier. You're there, you're evolving within that sphere. Obviously you you But it doesn't change anything. That's what I'm saying. Like you you wanna be it's like you wanna be there, but you also wanna be it's like they want you there, but they don't want you to be there, type of thing. And it's like you, Nas, for example. Like he, I saw him perform this year, right? He performed with Lil Nas year, X, right? And it's like that okay, song is dope, by the way. Okay, okay, it is. Listen, I'm if, not even gonna if, lie. If that's one of your go-to songs in your playlist right now, then please don't play your playlist in my car. It's not. <laughs> there you go. So it's like Nas. He's never he's never won a Grammy, right? And uh, but yet here you are performing. So it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you could perform. You could be there, but we're not really gonna recognize your greatness. And it's like, yo, yeah, what but does at that the, mean? But at this point, does he really need the recognition? That's the thing. And that's he doesn't it, need that, it. He doesn't, he doesn't need it, but Nas deserves at least uh, something for either either at least Illmatic or Stillmatic, something. Nas has no, all the recognition. It was written, come on, man. All the, all the recognition from his peers is there. From his peers. Fans. <laughs> from fans as well. He's impacted people. Yes, the impact is felt. So yes, it's the bigger, Grammy doesn't it's bigger change. Than, it. Yes, it's bigger it's than an bigger award. It's bigger than the award. That's all, that's all I'm saying. So, I agree. And I'm not gonna go against someone that wants the recognition from the Grammys. You could want it, sure, but just be the same way you say. Be mindful. Like just think broader than just the award. Think of I like, wouldn't go. Honestly, I'll, I'll be honest. Think with broader you. than the award. I wouldn't go. You look at Drake. Drake went last year, but he didn't go this year. Like he, he decides when he, he won. I don't think he won last year, did he? He did. He made the whole speech about oh, yeah, right, you know, right, 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 yeah. right, right. That's true. So that's true. I don't know. I wouldn't go. I don't think I would go because it doesn't matter. In the end, when you're truly about the art and you're truly about just impacting people, whether you get recognition or not, doesn't matter. Well, from that speech, since since one of the the, the Diddy thing, you saw the, the the thing that happened with Mace. Well. I didn't read in full what he said, but I think he was calling him out because he wasn't taking care of the like the artist around him at the time, I think. Well, basically, he's saying that, you know, you're talking about all this uh, pro-artist shit, but you still owe me my publisher. Oh, shit. All right. <sighs> like, you still own my publisher. Oh, so he's saying, give me my publishing so I could reap from what I put out at the time, exactly. pretty much? Yeah. Mm. But he should... And then he, and then he went... Did he and, sign a contract? And, huh? Did he sign a contract at the time? 
Of course. He, he was an artist on Bad Boy. So there you go. So, I mean, so you just expect him to release the royalties for what? No, not the royalties, the publishing. The that's public, different. well, that's what they were making money off of. No? Because the publishing allows you to benefit, to, to at least whenever the record is played, you exactly. get the money from that, yeah. right? So you just expect him to do that because. To do because, right by your artist. Oh, okay. So that's how it works. No, that's not how it works. That's what I'm saying. So you gotta no, but there's for example, there's other artists that got their publishing back. For example, the Locks, they didn't like their contract. They beef with Bad Boy for years until at some point they had a conversation, and Puff said, "You know what, man? I'm not gonna hold you. Here's your publishing." He gave he gave them their publishing back. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe because their impact on Bad Boy is not as pronounced as someone like Mace. There you go. That's for one. Because May sold fucking five million out the gate. So that's for one. That's for two. So, you know. So, you know, like, it's a business decision at that point. No, but of course it is. On, Bibi, on, on, on Diddy's of side. Of course it is. Come on, but, man. But if, and, you, but that, if not, you fucked over, if you fucked over. And I think, because I was listening to, uh, what was I listening to? Because they talked about it on Joe's podcast, too, where they were, like, going really in-depth on, like, how the, the whole conversation about, the, you know, the publishing and... And how it works. Well, that, too. A little bit, but more so, I guess maybe the the, the ethical part of it, because mm-hmm. um, and that's the thing. It's like, do you want him to be eth- ethical, or you want him to be? Want, there is no to be there, a business. There decision? is no code of ethics in the record industry. There you go. So that's why it's but like at some. Point, I don't blame. Di- I don't blame Diddy, but for sure, it's a bad look because it's like you, you like at some. He's a businessman yeah, first. Yeah, but you can't. Okay, and that's the thing because I think for a lot of uh, artists they view record labels a certain way. Because, you know, the the head of record labels were never... The record label was never, like, about, for example, one singular person. Mm-hmm. And they brought that up on, on, on Joe's podcast, too. They were talking, like, you know, for example, when you talk about Def Jam, it's like a million different people because the head of Def Jam, we don't know who he is because they're under another label, which is universal. Like, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, Bad Boy... It's Diddy. It's Diddy. So all the blame... All the, the the eyes are on Diddy, but it might so not if be he Diddy's fucks decision. over, no, it's gonna be his decision. Okay, it's his decision, but like because he's the one giving you a contract, mm-hmm. you're signing you're signing your your contract to Bad Boy. It's mm-hmm. not to, to anybody else. It's Bad Boy, the record label. So all that falls on you. Mm-hmm. Now, the record industry has a standard. It's a standard. Whatever contract you sign is standard within the industry. There is no special contract that people sign. It's a standard contract. You decide whether you sign that contract or not. That contract is meant to fuck you over. That, that's just what it is. That contract is meant to fuck you over. You're not. You, you're not at benefit. Here. How old was Mace when he signed the bad boy? Maybe twenty. There you go. You know. So now, if you're asking, you as can't a blame. Man, how old is Mace now? Forty-five, forty-six. Close to fifty, probably. So. Yeah, exactly. him, him and Diddy are probably close to the same age. Right. But like, remember, you signed this young. But again, their whole thing was. Their whole thing of, of Diddy and Mace was always like, okay, you did two albums under me. If we're going off the history, he put out uh, Harlem World, Success Out the Gate. Then he put out Double Up two years later, which was considered a flop at the time. You retire from music. You leave until like 2004. You get into spirituality, right? He leaves music. Okay. <laughs> he leaves music. Right. We're not going to get into those details. You okay. leave music. And then you come back again. And now you want your you publishing. leave again for however many years you come back again, and then you want your publishing. Like after all these years, like you've been inconsistent with the music. Like you, like 
the 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 conversation with Diddy is not gonna be a. But just because he was inconsistent, he can't ask Diddy for his royalties or for his that's publishing? Not, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. The, the line of communication is going to be different. Their relationship will be strained because you left. You left. It's different. There was no line of communication between you two. Mm-hmm. Like, you just let you just up and leave mm. in the middle of a contract. Oh, in that sense. Like, there is no line of communication. So already that, like, that might push Diddy like, nigga, I'm not giving you back shit. <laughs> I'm not giving you back shit. And he might be justified now. Like, yo, you you strained the relationship by but doing then, what you did. Don't expect, but then for Diddy to turn around and say the Grammys deserve to recognize us and give us our flowers, this and that. Because we're focused on the level we're, of hypocrisy. We're, we're, we're bas- because now we're basing it on the optics of it all. Mm-hmm. I don't operate on the optics. Because, okay. of course, if Diddy says that and people are going to bring up his past as an executive and say, oh, well, you didn't do right by your artists, no one ever did right by their artists as far as contracts go. No one. Okay, but no again, one. like because my thing is this: we we all know how record but labels this operate. Point, but no. wait, but wait, we all know how record labels operate, and Diddy knowing that how you know a lot of a lot of a lot of people, a lot of record labels are profiting off off these young these young black dudes. It's like you as a black man yourself, what do you want to do about that? Again, it's at, not. At it's that like t- at that time, it's tricky. At the time, it's different because you're a young executive. You're going by what you know. Yeah, but now you now you know now how you it know. Works. So we don't. Well, we don't know what's going to happen next. Maybe he gives him his publishing. You who, think? I don't know. If you had to make a guess, if you had to take, a I'm guess not. Right now, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. No, just uh, a guess. I, I don't think he's gonna do. It. I don't think he's gonna give it out. May said he tried to buy it back for two million. He yeah. He said he tried to give him two million. He tried to give him two mil for his publishing. Like two million, two million is not enough. <laughs> Diddy's not giving up that publisher for two million. Of course million. not. <laughs> like, of course hell no. not. Hell no. That's he's a bad. Not. That's a bad deal. That's a bad deal. And in case y'all didn't hear, Mike, Mike, Mike was basically saying like, you know, something because I didn't go into the details of it all. But yes, Mace did say that he he wanted to buy back the publishing. Like at some point, he came up with like, yo, I got two million for you. Like, give me back my publishing. Two million. Come on, man. For something that's worth how much now? I mean, who knows how much. Come on, man. A lot. That's a lot. Say. That's what a on, lot. Man. That first album was fire, by the way. That Mace album. Yeah, but not on, not only that. Like, if I'm if I'm taking back, like, what was on that album? Uh, let's see. Twenty four hours to live was on that album. Uh, uh, wait, wait. Uh, what you want? This is what you want. What you want from me? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'll tell you. Give me two seconds. Make me feel Keep so talking. good. Feel so good was on that. Yo, feel so the good. The song with Total. You're talking about Harlem, right? Yes, 24 Hours to Live was on there. Feel so good, what you want. 24 um, Hours to Live. 24 Those are the big singles. 24 Hours to Live, yes. Those are the big singles from that album. Right, so, you know. So just off the first two, just off the first two, those, those, that's something he's still going to reap. Of course. Espe- and just, just uh, his son used the same sample. Well, his son used the sample, like, last year. So, so like... Go. Come on. Of course he's not giving that up. He's not giving that up. <laughs> yeah, I found I found out that I think I might have got hacked. Oh shit. My Instagram. Oh, okay. Anyway. But, um no, nah, but like anyway, for me personally, I don't want to I'm not viewing Diddy any different because he's a businessman first and the the numbers have to make sense for him to release the publishing, but at the same time, there's a moral, there's a, level, a level of morality that you need to exhibit as well. So I don't necessarily know how to feel about it. But that's, but, um, again, we're going, off of, we're going off of Instagram posts. Right, we don't right. know what so that conversation me, is going to entail. You know, I'm, 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 
I'll hold from any comments from from for now. Uh, but to be continued, we'll see. We'll see, man. But hey, man, artists, watch what you what you sign. <laughs> That's all I'll say. And 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 to be fair, Meek said that last either in the last two weeks he tweeted, you know. These, not these uh, different uh, race men signing guys to to right to, to slave contracts, contracts right slave contracts so come and fuck with just uh, be mindful DC what you and Rock Nation you said Rock Nation too DC Rock Nation yes okay well Rock Nation is not a label so it's management Rock Nation is not a label no it's management right 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 I don't even know how that works man music industry is so complicated so layered. Nowadays, it's, it's very... It's, it's very, like, okay, you could sign a publishing deal there, but you could also sign a mix and master. Like, it's like, there's so many different ways. You could be signed so many different entities. I don't yep. even know how, how the high works anymore. It's Anyway. A, it's a revolving door. That's the music industry. There is no science to the music industry. Yeah. It's, it's a fucking revolving door. Anyway. Um, that's why, just go independent. Try your best to be independent. That's tough. That's a tough road. It is, but it's the most rewarding one. Kobe would tell you that. He wasn't... What? <laughs> <laughs> what? The hardest road is usually the most rewarding. They say that. The bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. They say that. Kobe didn't say that. I said that. I know. Okay. <laughs> People say that, period. But, that, no. It's true. It's true. I'm telling you. If tomorrow, let's say tomorrow, you have a chance to grow this podcast to new levels, but you you have to sign a deal. Or, but and but that deal, you don't own anything that you put out anymore, but it could make you a richer man, Right. Or you have the option to just stay independent and do your own thing and take the the longer road. Which one do you think is going to be most rewarding? I mean, for me, for me, I'm not signing away shit for so now. So that's what I'm saying. So <laughs> Because if you away sign shit. away, obviously there's perks to signing a deal because, you, you know, like you could reach potentially, you could have a bigger reach that maybe individually would take you a little bit longer to get. So there, there, there there's... Pros and cons on both sides. So you decide how you want to grow your 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 product, quote unquote. Yeah. Your but in the end, it's it's something that you have to be mindful yeah, but, of. But before thinking about that, make sure you own your shit. That's number one. <laughs> but how do you do that? If you own your shit already, why sign a deal? Uh, maybe a distribution deal, maybe that. But after that, I wouldn't. I would never sign off my my like my your inter- hard work. Your, your, your intellectual your, property. Exactly. Yeah. I would never do that. No, but that's important though. That's important. Uh, what else was there? Uh, there was a lot of music, new music that came out in the past couple of weeks. Mm. I listened to Yo Gotti. Yo Gotti's album is pretty good. There's there's some good songs on there. Lil Wayne came out. Did we talk about Eminem's album? Or was we that last not. week? It was last week. We didn't we didn't talk about it. Yeah, sorry, but no. The Eminem album was no. Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne and Eminem are kind of like in the same vein. I'm probably not gonna go back to those. Okay. Oh no, you're not. No. Uh, Wayne, there's like two. I want to say like maybe two or three songs I like. The rest is like. It's, it's good feel, to see Wayne now. No, like it's, he's it's doing good, interviews. It's, it's good to see Wayne. It's good to see Wayne. That's one thing. It's good that he's out there. He's like you know he's in good spirits. He's you know he's out there. But um, as far as musically, it's not the same impact now. And like when I heard this album, this last album that came out, uh, what's it called Funeral. It felt like a, it felt like a mix. It felt like mixtape Wayne. I'll say that much, but it's maybe fine. it felt like mixtape Wayne. But maybe uh, I, I don't want to say more polished, but some of the beats were like. But to me, it's like it's just good to to but, see that 
you know they're still passionate whether it's Eminem or or uh, or Lil Wayne like it's good to see that they they're still willing to rap and they're still willing to you yeah know, but they, you always go back to what you know but the con- but the content has to has to evolve at some point I feel uh, but that's but a mean, different for conversation Wayne, but, but for Wayne for Wayne it felt good to hear him you know he's rapping his ass off I'll say that much he's rapping his ass off all right cool um, Russ came out with an album too there's some good songs <laughs> Russ. on Russ. No, Russ has some pretty good songs. I'm on cool. It. He has some pretty good songs. I'm cool. Um, That's Drake, for me. Drake and Future put out a new song, Desires. <laughs> Who said that? Who said they were the Toxic Kings? Oh yes, they are. That's funny. Oh yeah, they are. It came out like yeah. it's official or yeah, it's an official release. I didn't see that. Yeah, well, it's a leak. It's a leak. Yeah. It's not an official release. Yeah, it's a leak. It was on uh, SoundCloud. He put it out like random, <laughs> like at twelve or one a.m. or something. Right. It's, it hasn't come out yet. It's a leak. But it's the, it's the, it's That's such an odd combination when you really think about it. Drake and Future. Drake and Future. Great. So odd. Great. <laughs> great? Why is it great? It's great. That last album was all right. Listen, those it guys, wasn't those no, but I think now we're gonna get like the, the ultimate this is this is an album for like all toxic men. Like this is like the toxic, toxic. men. This is the toxic men unite That's album. <laughs> you, you find Drake toxic? The fuck yes. How? <laughs> the fuck yes. How? <laughs> Manipulating as fuck. Manipulating? Of course. How? You li- fam. Do you? I'm asking. Li- listen to the song. <laughs> listen to the song. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear the leak. That's why. L- listen to because I was waiting for the official uh, release. No, nah, listen to the song. It's a, toxic I mean, king. It's, it's a, I know Future is a toxic king, but no, you get, you get him and Drake together. Shit, fuck that. No, I mean it definitely activates his ego. That's for sure. Um, who else put out a new song? Oh yeah, uh, Tory Lanez and uh, Fabio Foreign. And who? Fabio. No, no. Oh, Favio. Okay, yeah. I see what you're talking about. Big drip. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Okay. How old is that man? Favio? Uh, early 20s. Early 20s, yeah. Something like that. Hmm. Um, Tory Lanez getting into his uh, Brooklyn drill bag. Okay. Is that who you want to hear from? Who? Like Tory Lanez doing Brooklyn drill? Tory can do pretty much whatever he wants. Cool. <laughs> Tory can do whatever. All right. You just—I mean, you just—he can rap though. He you, can rap. You just saw—you just saw Drake do the UK drill song, so it doesn't matter. It's the same vein. It's the same shit. But that Drake shit goes hard though. War. Yeah, it's pretty good lyrically. lyrically. The flow, obviously, he's you know the accent. Lyrically. And no, but lyrically, I mean, no, but in terms of what he's saying, it's pretty dope. I mean, all right. You niggas are more about about captions, not about action. Come on now. No, but I like his flow because Drake likes to try different things but then again within what he knows you know what I mean like within what he knows meaning yeah like he rapping and singing rapping and vibes Drake is rap and vibes R&V R&V exactly rap and vibes <laughs> that's what I'm saying rap and vibes it's not necessarily singing but it's a vibe like Marvin's Room, uh, you know, Fire and Desire, you know, stuff like that. I get you. Yeah, it's a vibe. It's like you could listen to it as a grown man, but not in public. You feel me? It's like when you're driving at night, type of not vibe. Not in public. Right. <laughs> I remember once I, I went to bought his album. I think it was Views, and it was like twenty bucks at the time. And I was like, twenty. When they were still selling records, you know, HMV, you know. And I went. I was like, damn, like I'm really buying a Drake record Wait, for twenty views, bucks. Views came out when 2016, 17? Yep. They were still selling like physical copies at that point. But they still sell them now. Okay, but I, I mean, at the time, HMV was still that's you know, crazy. opened. And that's that's back in back when I used to still buy. Back when 2016 was only three years, four years ago. But that's a long time. 
You feel like, no, not really. Four years is a long time, bro. Four years? Four years is a long time. Well, I mean, it's not it depends, a sh- it depends it's not how a short you view spin. time. It depends how you view time. I mean, it when, really when I think when I think about it, it went by like a blur. It did. It did. No, no. Time flies. I did say that, but like, I mean, it, four, four years, years was four. not that long ago. Like it's not. No, you're yeah, not no, far removed. No, you're saying you're saying that you're saying that because I said back then because we just we just got to 2020. So of course now you're like, oh no. But by the end of the year, you're like, damn, this shit came out 2015? Like, oh, shit. 16. No, but it's an example. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Like, when, when you look back at shit from, like, four years ago, we're like, damn. Mm. Like, think about it. You were 23 at the time. 24. 24. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you're going into, like, a whole new era. It was a decent album, though. I mean, whatever. It was pretty good. It was all right. I'm not doing the, 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 the Drake View review in 2020. The Drake views, but uh, oh, speaking of uh, nominations, do we like we forgot to talk about we were nominated? It's been a week and a half, but two weeks at this point. I mean, yeah, because we we went through the initial uh, rollout, (laughs) we went through the initial rollout. So hold on, I I rolled it out once. That's it, you rolled it out once, but be ready now. You gonna roll it out again? I mean, no, 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 I mean, because the thing is, they separated the uh, well, we're talking about Gadad's and SC. Or Dynasty Gala and uh, Gala Dynasty, right? Um, and we were nominated for Podcast of the Year. Uh, hold on now, let me let me get my shit together. <laughs> I mean, come on, man, come on, man. It wouldn't be me. It wouldn't be me if I didn't lay, you know, lay it for the people. Hold on, let me get my. Congratulators, don't hate us. Yes. Somehow, some way. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Got that ZNST nominated podcast of yeah, the mean. year. Y'all better recognize. All right. Enough. Damn, you could have faded it out. Not just nah, ended nah, like nah, that. Nah, God damn. Nah, 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 nah. No tra- no transition, no smooth nah, transition. No, not, not for this time, not for this time. Right. But uh, yeah, man, uh, nominations for uh, Got that ZNST came out. Uh, what was that? Two weeks ago? Well, two, a week and a half ago. Whatever. Two weeks. Two weeks. Because they're gonna hear it on what Wednesday. So two weeks. Two weeks. Um, you know, we're in the same category with uh, uh well, first off, sh- let me give a quick shout out to everyone that's nominated. <laughs> shout out to my guy Freddie Lloyd from uh, Click for Culture. It's okay. Uh, from the Canaan podcast and Scrum. Uh, the and scrum. the Scrum Julian McKenzie. You know, we're in the category with some with some pretty cool people. You know. Uh, especially Soke and uh, Freddie, you know they've been on the especially podcast. Especially Soke and Freddie. <laughs> well, I mean Julian's cool, but you know I just met the guy. <laughs> okay, okay. But you know, no, because I'm saying them because they were part of this podcast too. So I feel right. like they were, you know, they were they were helpful in instrumental instrumental in our in our journey. They were, yes. You know, so uh, yeah, so they put out the the nominations. Uh, there's the gala and the pre gala. The pre gala is on uh, February 18th. Which is exactly a day after my birthday. So if you got something nice to say, say it, nigga. What you mean? <laughs> you want you want us to say it now or say it on the seventeenth? No, say it on the seventeenth, man. All right, Save it. I'm saving my speech for the seventeenth. I mean seventeenth, man. Um, yeah, man. You know. I mean, listen. Uh, First off, know. how do you feel about it? 
how do I feel? Yes. How do I feel? I mean, it's cool. It's always, like I said, I'm, I'm someone who's very invested in uh, the journey. And, you know, it sounds corny, but I'm, I'm invested in the process. So for me, sometimes I have a hard time kind of like appreciating where I, where I, where I've come from or where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not putting too much weight into it because at the end of the day, the impact that we're, our goal as a podcast is bigger than a nomination. Yeah. But it's it's cool to be recognized nonetheless, you know. So uh, we appreciate everybody who's been tuning in, whether it's sporadically or weekly. Um, we appreciate y'all just, you know, uh, tuning in to basically three niggas just talking shit pretty much every week, week in, week out. Like uh, there's a lot of, you know, we, and it's surprising. Even me, when, I, when we first started a podcast, I, I didn't know what to expect. But um, people are tuning in, so and it's appreciated, and it's not something that goes unnoticed. I said that in my in my post, in case you didn't you didn't see it. Um, obviously, I don't post that much, so whether you saw it or not, it doesn't matter. But you know, uh, I'm appreciative regardless. Um, that's not something that you know that goes unnoticed. That people come to me, they talk about you know some discussions that we have on the podcast. So it shows that the reach. It's getting to people's ears, and a lot of people are. Some people are paying attention, and that's cool. And hey, man, if we made it, if we made it to to, to that type of platform, man, that means someone in there did li- pu- yes. put the word. It's for putting us. attention. It's paying attention. Paying and attention cool. to put the word for us, and that's cool. And even if they didn't, more people will will listen to us. So of that's course, it. because we're 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 gonna be here all year, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, we we're here weekly, unless I leave on vacation, uh, which is mostly uh, you know that happens, but. The, the sporadic, uh, you know, the, the the solo energy, yeah, I need to, energy retreat. Yeah, that's important, man. You can't but, sleep uh, on that. You need that too, man. I'm serious. No, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I already told. I already told you. 2020, I'm doing that. you need to be flued out, or fly yourself out, nigga. That's what yeah, you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. No, man. Shout out to shout out to everyone. When I think of this whole journey, man, like even like. Because we even talked about this last year. Because we're a bunch of nobodies, man. When you really think about it, when no, you... Well, for, well, I'm not even going to act like I'm, I'm somebody. Like That's what di- I'm saying. We're, we're not a bunch di- of... We're, we're not we're, different. We're no fucking bodies. We're not like, different. Compared so. to other people in Montreal, you know, we're fucking nobodies. And the fact that, you know, we have a platform now and we get to talk our shit week in, week out. And some of y'all tune in weekly and some of y'all tune in here and there just to listen to three niggas, three random ass niggas. Uh, talk not, some not, shit. E- not even that because podcasting is still new it's still a you know it's still a a, a growing uh, a growing business and platform and medium for people to get their shit off and you yep. know so shout yeah. out shout out it's to gonna take some time listen so no, where first to, off shout out shout out to Galad Dynasty that's number one yeah we you appreciate know, it. We, we could we could you know we could sit and bash and say whatever we want about maybe some of the older editions or whatever goes on behind the scenes we're not gonna do that today but um, <laughs> not today okay not today <laughs> maybe uh, some other day though some other day tune in <laughs> I mean, you gotta keep it real with people um, but just shout out to shout out to everybody that has a, that has a podcast man that's out there that's doing their thing man I mean there's a whole lot like even like we're nominated, but there's a whole bunch of other people that could have easily gotten like a nomination. Of course, you know, yeah. You whether that was the sex, lasers on the ride. There's a bunch. Yeah, like, you know what I mean, Every, everyone running with wolves. Running shout with wolves. Shout to Weezy. Weezy, yeah. I heard you. By the way, I heard you. <laughs> I heard you. I'm paying attention to what you got to say, man. <laughs> Listen, man. Hey, by the way, we we we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna be on running with wolves anyway, so you know, yeah, yeah y'all gonna well, get y'all, y'all gonna get a chance. Y'all gonna get a chance to hash that out. You're right. You're right. Y'all gonna get a chance. We'll address that then. We'll address that then. Weezy. Weezy a funny nigga, he man. Called you a, he called you ugly. I don't care. <laughs> That's funny. I don't care. That That's shit funny. been going on for, for life, bro. That's I don't funny. care. 
Okay. Yeah, it's true. Top five. Forgot about that. That shit ain't stop me. <laughs> that shit ain't stopping that me, nigga. Stop me. True me. Shit ain't stop me. Say what you want. Keep uh, on keeping on. Uh, but yeah, man. Shout out to everybody that's nominated. Uh, there was a, a bunch of well, yeah. As I was saying, there's the pre gala, February 18th. That's when we will be. Uh, that's where our nominations will be. The winners from that nomination also. Uh, what are the categories? There was blogger of the year, uh, web show of the year. Alex, sorry. <laughs> what you looking at? I mean, no, no. Blogger, uh, there's a bunch. Blogger, blogger of the year, a web show of the year, influencer, influencer of the year. Uh, that's when that's when those categories will be will be uh, the winners of those categories will be announced. Yeah, and then the there's the main gala on the first of March, where there will be the main musical categories, and you know, that's the one we go into. Well, we're, will I, you go into both? Well, I guess we'll be going to both, or unless you just want to go to one, doesn't matter. I that's mean, a good you, question. You got your suit ready for both. <laughs> That's funny. Do I have my suit ready for both? Or are you going to wear a suit to both? Uh, well, first of all, I don't know about the 18th because I'm working. So y'all might have to go without me on that one. But I'll for sure be there for the first. So I'll for sure be there. Well, the first is a Sunday. so Yeah, it don't matter. Does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. No, no, no we'll go. I'll be there. We'll go. We'll I'll, go be to the I'll be in the cut. I'll be out here. Go to the festivities. So shout out to everybody. That's that. Shout out to all the nominations, period. You know, no, I'll be out there, man. You know, I'll be out there. So yeah, another round of applause. That that deserves it. Uh, and uh, let's see, was there anything else that we needed to get into, Alex? Um, you want to talk about uh, Terry Crews and Gabrielle Union? You want to get into that or? Oh Lord, enough race talk, man. Do people care about that? That's not race talk. What is it? Yeah, it is because Gabrielle, the reason she called out. Oh yeah, right. right. That's and true. then he invalidated her uh, her stance as a black woman. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, we did we talk about the coronavirus? The what? Should we talk about the coronavirus? Uh, what is there to say about the coronavirus? Not much. Population. Wash people. your hands. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wash your legs, white people. Oh my god! <laughs> Wa- okay, wash your body. <laughs> After spending the day outside, wash wash yourselves. That's all right? funny. Don't sleep. Uh, don't sleep uh, in bed with the clothes from outside. Mm. Um, mm. Hey, that's key. Fair point. That's key. Point. And um, fair point. People, people, you know, that's underrated. Fam, very underrated. <laughs> Fam, Fam. I'm telling you, take your shoes off when you get in the house. <laughs> Come on now. But, uh, yeah, man, I mean, this whole coronavirus shit is, I mean, there's like, what, four documented cases in Canada, I think, they said? Oh, I don't know, but it's spreading, uh, spreading pretty around the world, well, actually. But I th- where I th- does it come from? That's what I'm trying to understand now, because people are stereotyping Asians, and I don't like that. Where does it come from? I think it's originated from China. Right, but, no, obviously, but... Was I mean, it Wuhan? Wuhan? Yeah, yeah, but does it come from animals? I don't know. People were saying because I saw some wild a, shit on yeah, the internet. There, you, you see, and then then you're gonna have a whole bunch of ignorant motherfuckers on like, yeah, man, your Asians is because they eat bats. <laughs> like, yo, fan, fan, I, fan, yo, fan, I saw fan, that fan, by the way. Fan. It's like that, a, it was a jumu soup. That, that shit been going on for ages. E- eating bats? Yeah. God damn. That's not new. I mean, listen, that's not nasty. new. First of all, it's nasty. I've seen I've seen that shit before. Not me. That shit, yo, I, I winced in because cl- I had, you know, I'm in training for the past two weeks and I'm in training finishes this week. <laughs> and I literally winced at my uh, at my trainer this week. And I was like, what's the problem? Because I was watching something on fucking Facebook. 
gonna it was like damn that's, that's looks nasty as fuck. I mean, yeah. It's like a a hot bowl of with one big ass bat in no, the middle. Y- y'all crazy. Oh y'all man, crazy. y'all crazy. Does y'all it come crazy. from that? I don't know. I know it comes from animals though. Maybe. Of course. But, but I have no idea. I have no but idea. But I saw one village in Wuhan where you know it was like an open market with a bunch of different species. Listen. They're saying 200, 200, 250 people. I think the death toll is like 250 people. Well, I don't care about that because you know, influenza kills more people every year and people don't, are not stressed exactly. about that. So I'm not really bugging off you for know. the coronavirus. Every every five five years, five or six years, there's always a new virus. Yeah, right. I'm not bugging all that. West Nile virus was a thing. The SARS, right. the, slime, the swine flu. No, <laughs> I was about to say slime that shit flu. Don't, <laughs> that shit don't scare me at all. Yo, I'm so hip-hop, man. I said slime flu. Slime flu? That was Vado shit, man. Okay. Shout out to Vado. You dug it. Vado was nice, bro. Um, damn, boss of all bosses. That used to be a thing, man. Um, but yeah, man. Hey, just be careful out there. Make sure that you know everyone. Just when you're outside, wash your hands. Make sure that you know you don't. You're not. <laughs> wash your hands. It's true, man. That's funny. People don't wash their fucking hands, but man. It's funny, man. Yo, I be in the yo. When you go to public bathrooms, mm-hmm. the amount of people that just go in and out is insane. Oh no, for sure, for it's sure, insane, for sure. I always make sure I keep um, what's it called, uh, like um, towel, paper towel, when I get out the uh, when I pull the handle to leave. I saw this video on, I think it was that's Instagram. nasty, yo. I think I saw something on Instagram where it's like a they have like this door. Yes, the door with the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the, like it's like a yeah, yeah. yeah. A st- you could pull it. I with think your they call foot. it a step stool. Yeah, you could pull it with your you with your foot. Yo, that's that is key. We need that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We definitely need we need that. more of that in 2020. Yo, because sure. people are nasty, man. They don't wash their fucking hands, bro. Wash your fucking hands. Bro. Yeah, wash your hands. <laughs> the 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 not washing your legs or not scrubbing your legs shit is hilarious. I mean, ask yo, ask around if people actually scrub their legs. Ask people don't wash themselves. You know what? I'll come back with some answers next week. No. Got a bunch of Caucasians at work. I mean, they already did the the survey. (laughs) White people don't wash their legs. So they say. But a survey is only a sample size, right? So you don't want to say that all white people don't wash their legs, but... You know what? Wash your legs. But they they say it it washes naturally because it it just, you know... The suds that... Yeah, all right. Right, right. Yeah, all right. Just make sure you... All right, man. God damn it. That's like I remember my dad once. (laughs) He was doing the uh, the laundry, Mm. and there was no more... uh, there was no more uh, detergent. Detergent, and like at the bottom, you know, at the bottom, there might be like some leftover detergent. The bottom of the box. The bottom of the, you know, the bottle, whatever. Well, yeah, yeah, the yeah. detergent bottle, and like there wasn't enough to put in the washing for machine for one full. Yeah, yeah. So he he put like water. He did that for real, and he mixed it. Are Haitian it, people it, the only people that suds. do that? And they did suds, and like he's putting it in. I'm looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, we do like, that oh. also with uh, <laughs> washing for, uh, you know, when you... Uh, with the dishwashing. The dishwashing uh, machine, yeah. The, the, well, not the, when you wash dishes. The dishwashing liquid, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not the dishwashing liquid, the, uh, what's it called? The dishwashing soap, whatever. Whatever. Anyway, not the thing you put in the dishwasher, but just the soap. soap, yes. Soap. Like, it's like when there's a the small dishwashing amount, soap, yes. you put water just yeah. to, What the fuck? Suds. Where does you're that not come cl- from? You're not cleaning nothing. It's just suds. <laughs> I don't know where that comes from, man. Is black. that a, is that a black thing or a Haitian thing? Maybe. Oh no. I only see that in black households. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only see that in black households. Then again, man. we don't waste anything, so you know. Yeah, that's 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 also a fact. We don't that's good. We, we don't throw out shit either. No, that's good. Oh, that's true. We don't throw out shit. That is neither. a fact. We don't throw that out shit. That is a fact. I got we into a whole shit. argument with my dad. I think like a, a month or two ago because uh, there was this one small table. 
that we, nobody was using for there's the past always four or five there's years. There's always a small no, table. But it was like it was a folding table. Like like you could fold it and just it was completely useless for the past three four years. Up until the moment, I decided to try to try and throw this shit to the trash. Now all of a sudden, whoa, whoa, whoa where are you going? Don't, touch, like, whoa, don't wait, touch my shit. Exactly. What yeah. you mean? It's like nobody's using it. No, no, no. But I, you don't see me touching your shit, so don't touch my shit. Yeah. I was like, fam, nobody uses the damn thing. It's been there for the past three, four years, folded. Nobody has been using it. What are you talking Haitian, about? Haitians will will buy a table and not use it, not use it, and not throw leave it, away. it in the crib for thirty fam. years. Thirty years, a table could be there. But then, and then you, you will be like, to, but yo, there's no space in here. Like, let's throw some shit out. Patouche by one. Yeah. You know what? Cool. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> like, Haitians, Haitians are toxic when it comes to throwing shit. Oh, away. <laughs> oh man. We'll have that conversation someday. But yo, oh, you know geez. what, man? Uh, let's see. Was there anything else, man? I think I think we covered it, man. I think we're pretty, pretty good. Much. Pretty good. I mean, Donald Trump was acquitted. Oh, please. Could, could, why even mention that? <laughs> you paying attention to that? To be fair, to be fair, to be fair, I'll give Donald this. Last year, he made me do 20% for my investments. So you know what? Oh, okay. You know what? All right. <laughs> you know what? Shout out to you, man. Don't All right. Thank well. you. Thank you for my, my investments. Did great last okay. year. Well, I'm, I'm expecting I'm, the same thing this year. I'm, I'm not about to do that this year. What um, you mean? What you mean? I'm not about hey, to get into that I, conversation. Come on, man. I could show you the percentages, man. I it's made cool. 22, 24%. It's cool. It's cool. Tell uh, me where you could get that with. Not even stocks. Come oh on God. now. Come on now. Uh, NBA All-Star Game. Yes. The the changes. What do you oh, feel about those? I'm, wow. Listen, it's great that they're going to honor Kobe. Everyone's honoring Kobe. Yeah, I'm going to leave it at that. Super Bowl, they're doing an honor to Kobe. Everyone's they did it right it. now. As a matter of fact, the game just started. Oh, yeah. Well, we're about we're about to leave. <laughs> yeah. We're about to leave. We're not staying here. But, uh, yeah. So, besides that, I think we're good for this week. We are. Um, Again, thank you for listening. Yes. Each and every one of y'all. I'm officially about to add public figure to my um, to my Instagram. Yeah. So be careful now. Oh my god! I'm gonna have the statistics for all you people that are lurking on my page and not liking shit. Statistics. Come on now. I'm about to add public figure. So be careful. Go ahead. I've been recognizing these streets. That's not true. I'm lying. You're I'm not. Lying. But okay. No, I'm not. <laughs> what, what you mean? No, I haven't been recognized for a podcast. Oh yes, you're. Right. I have. Crazy experience. I have. You're right. Okay. All right. You want to tell it or? I could. I mean, because we went to the Brotherhood, I think, last week. Shout out to Harry. <laughs> Is that what we're talking about? That's not what you thought of? What were you thinking about? I, t- I forgot that shit. Yo. Right. I-, I, saw that- I saw that dude pop up on my timeline on Twitter. There you go. There you go. See? And, you know, he's probably tuning in, tuning in right now. Oh, shit. He's probably tuning in right now. Oh, I'm, shit. I'm going to promote this episode. He'll probably listen to it. I told him to pay attention. Shout out to him, though. Listen, man. Alex got fans. Fans. You got fans, bro. I have a familiar face. You got fans, Friendly Neighborhood uh, Podcaster, man. You you got fans, bro. Friendly Neighborhood Podcaster. Come on now. Fans in the... We're not going to get into that. No, no. (laughs) From all types of communities. Come on now. Come on, man. Hey, man. Looking good is universal, first of all. It doesn't matter what gender, what... You you know know. what? Yeah. You're right. Come on now. When you look good, you look good. You know you look good when someone from the same gender as you likes you mm. it's like the, the guy from the gym mm. 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 he's been baiting me now he's been baiting I mean, he's been baiting he's, he's trying to but I'm too nice that's the thing he's been baiting come on now <laughs> Yo, man, I, got so been, many, I got so many I got so many been jokes baiting. lined up come on, man, I'm not doing that today they've been shooting their shot it's not working <laughs> oh my god come on man 
Anyway, man. That's what I'm saying. Shout out to everybody. Looking that good is universal. Shout out to everybody out there, So man. much so they try to convert you. Yo, bro, work. bro, bro, oh, we got sorry, it. We got God. it, man. We got it. <laughs> Shout oh, out man. to everybody listening weekly. Uh, you know, tag us. Talk to us. Uh, at at they, uh, Table Full of Dope on Twitter. Yeah, talk to uh, us. Uh, dope on the Table Podcast. Well said. On Instagram. Holla at us, man. If you got uh, comments, likes, dislikes, you know, you don't fuck with us, you fuck with us, it doesn't really matter. You know, if you got events you want us to talk about or things you want us to talk about, hit my line, man, or hit my DM or hit, hit Alex. Hit my line. Look at this. Hit this Alex's f- DMs or yo, slays. I fall on some of the most random shit on Instagram. Yo, I'm about to outro oh, this Oh, my podcast, bad. Go bro. ahead, go ahead. Because I wanted to make you laugh before we left. <laughs> what is it, man? Look, because, uh, <laughs> you know, when people are like newfound, uh, woke, oh, you know? God. Who is that? No need to say who it is. Look at the description. Oh, shit. Right. Oh, that's funny. Right. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> all right. What? Let me... <laughs> no, like a... Again, thank you all. Yes. That's all I'm going to say, man. And My fellow human being. In, uh, in uh, <laughs> you know, in light of everything that's happened, you know, for the past week, you know, it left me very reflective on life. And, you know, my dealings with people and how, you know, you want to be remembered. Mm. You know, I've said it before that, you know, you got to be purposeful. You got to be influential in your own in your own way. So, you know, uh, I keep on saying it. Be intentional and, you know, do what you got to do to make sure that you get to your full potential. Because, you know, you wasn't you wasn't put on this earth to, you know, just exist. You know, you got you to gotta do some fly shit out here. So, you know. Because God made you dope. And that's my that's my motto. And that will continue to be my motto. So with that said, thank you for listening again. And thank uh, you for tuning in. For tuning in. Slay. Slay you. You, you, you fucked up this week, but okay. it's cool, man. All right. <laughs> we, 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 we got you. We got All you. Right. I never thought I could see if I died tomorrow. I'd be in 
heaven with the folk that raised me Grandma Jimmy, great grandma Daisy At least I be around some people that's just like me At least I be around my Uncle Mikey if I died tomorrow I know moms would probably be hysterical For 25 years she seen me be a miracle Seen me come a long way just by being lyrical Now I ain't religious but God know that he's spiritual If I died tomorrow wouldn't feel like it's wrong I ain't expect to be here this long They told me before I get 21 that they would have my grave handy Two years later, nominated for a Grammy. Five awards, Kev said I probably shouldn't go with him. He didn't think I'd win, making good at the podium. Fans wanting the best for me. I couldn't be there as I won, but stretching on my jersey has rep for me. If I died tomorrow, then what would it mean? Already feel like a And then when tip-off came, the other...